gentlemen and welcome to I like to movie movie my name is Dan Scully my name is Garrett Smith and we are coming at you to talk about the hottest movie in theaters like right. right now uh, right. uh Captain America Civil War that is the one and then we are going to do a little recap of X-Fest yes the exhumed films festival that we checked out last week and so uh yeah so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a pretty excellent show it's going to be pretty packed can't wait we're jam packed uh, just us, like that fucking movie just like that fucking movie <laughs> jam packed uh we have uh with us a special guest he's been on the show in the past yes and um he's a fan of civil war and was also at x-fest mm. with us welcome kevin kaler hey what's up guys how, you how doing, are you Kev? today pretty good excellent excellent and before we get started yeah. i think we should make the announcement that we do have movie movie live coming up hell yeah we it's do. going to be a ghostbusters edition oh, in honor wait. of the new chapter of the ghostbusters Saga? Yes. Yeah, of the Ghostbusters saga. And um, you're going to have to tell me the date because I cannot think of it off the oh, top of it's my head. June. Hold it. Hold it. June 15th. June 15th. It is June 15th, the day after Flag Day. <laughs> and I believe the same week that the new Ghostbusters film comes out. I think that's correct. Uh, so, yeah, you're definitely going to want to come check this out. Yeah. We will be celebrating the new updated roster of Ghostbusters with a lot of cool games. Yes. Uh, guests are to TB, TBA, 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 whatever TBA. it is. But uh, we hope to see you there. It's at Philomoca, and the show will be at 730. Hell As yeah. always, only $5. That's so right. come out and support the show. Please. Uh, yeah, because it's going to be a good one. It's, Ghostbusters is my favorite movie. I got a lot that uh, we're going to be able to do with that. It's mm-hmm. going to be a good time. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Like ever? Oh. Number one, baby. With and a, g- and g- good job on that note, Hell, that was. I don't know how you have that lung capacity. <laughs> oh so. yeah, I don't either. I don't know if you guys. I can believe hear it's my the vape. Voice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my voice cracking through that because of all the smoking I've done over the last decade. But <laughs> I don't believe it did. I think that was a perfectly held <laughs> falsetto note. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where do we begin with Civil War. Well, I mean, let's talk about where this kind of falls in place in the world. I mean, we're sure. at a point now where I think that. It's difficult to critique a Marvel movie on its own. I think this does hold up to being a movie that exists on its own, but Marvel's at the point where we're pumping out uh, yearly brand management. And um, right now, we're kind of at the tail end of the original Avengers roster. Um, Yes, we're going to get another Thor. Yes, we're going to get potentially another Iron Man. But... We are now working into Doctor Strange, yep. Black Panther, secondary characters, now Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And so this is sort of, it almost feels like this is the middle chapter of the whole saga. Yes. Um, but that's that's where I take it. And, well, and uh, they, even, uh, they, they even talked about, uh, leading up to the movie, that they were looking at this as the Empire Strikes Back of mm-hmm. this phase of Marvel, and then... Go on to reference Empire Strikes Back in the context of the movie itself. I think it's totally appropriate. Oh, it is. I mean, it this works is a movie that, that, and it, we should say this: this is going to be spoiler. Oh, we're going to spoil this shit. We're out spoiling. Of Civil War. So if you haven't seen it, which I can't imagine, I don't is know. True. Yeah, the, what what were the numbers on this? It made uh, all of the money. Uh, yeah, uh, all the money. Yeah. I think like over two hundred mil domestic, right? Which is pretty Probably. crazy. Yeah, it's already cracked that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Not like the initial weekend, but yeah, right. Yeah, like, but I, I think because what are we? Are we two? Are we a week into the release? This yeah. this, this week this is past weekend. Friday, was, so yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah. weeks, yeah. a weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. It that was did a burp. I'm sorry. That's fine. It did big money. <laughs> 
Um, and rightfully so. I mean, it, it, I think that here's the thing. I think that Civil War does deliver on the promise of what the Civil War movie 100%. is is and should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how familiar are you with the source material? I, read, I am very. I, I've be, with my ticket. I got the first two issues of the original uh, run in digital format. So uh-huh. I read them. Yes. Uh, but I know that this is a. Uh, it, it ties into a world like we can't touch the X Men right now, right? Uh, in the Marvel universe, it's I, I'm not too familiar with it, so I'm curious as to where you guys. I've are. read the whole thing. If you well, I've so I need to be specific about this. I've read the seven issues that are called Civil War and were written by Mark Miller. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Civil War is it's actually like it, it is a classic Marvel, like modern Marvel story, right? Mm-hmm. But the the seven issues themselves kind of suck. It's a yeah, good story. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like a good story, but it's super messy. It's a, it's actually the movie is kind of reflective of those seven issues in in that kind of way too. It's like a little bit convoluted. People are just sort of coming in and out of the story, not always explained as to like what the role is and why. I mean, that's like all the, the I've read a couple of those modern Marvel, like the big like siege and stuff yeah. where it's like the big crossovers and they're all like the like Avengers book. versus X-Men kind of thing yes. or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I think I might've read some of that. Like they set up like the, you know, the little tie in books where it's like, you know, then you'll go off and read the actual fight, like the Iron Man and the Captain yeah. America. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of better, but you know, they have, they're, they don't really add up to as much as they should right. with the, the lead. Ultimately, the event book is not that good. And what what is good is the event itself because what they do or what they were doing at the time in Marvel was, here's the event book, and now every character's individual book across all 100 other titles, they're all going to be Civil War stories. See, that's interesting that you say that, too, because then the function of the big book is to draw readers yes. into the uh, less dense properties. Exactly. Which and this movie is precisely... Precisely exactly that. that. It is. Uh, oh, yeah. It is. It's. It's. It is. A, I mean, it is a complete movie unto yep. itself. But it is also an incredible commercial for mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. It is. Black you know, I, I want more Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm dying for a, a Black Widow movie. Oh yeah. I want it, but I know that Hulk's going to be in Thor. Thor three. I think so, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I still oh, want to no, do the romancing yeah. the stone rom com <sighs> where Black Widow is hunting down like it's a MacGuffin chase for the first act. Then the second act would be her convincing Banner to come home with her. And then the third act would be getting home and not hulking out in the process. And it would be, like, funny. See, that's be, the, they're never going to make that. It's just that's the thing about I'm gonna being make a that. comic book. Yeah, you always have the better idea that they, than yeah, they're yeah. ever going to do. But still, I mean, the, the point being that this is a centralized commercial for the rest of it. And 100%. It functions beautifully like that, it but does. it also is a complete movie. Uh, yeah, and, and which is, I mean, huge credit to them for that, right? Like, that's kind of insane that they pulled that off because they do really pull it off. I, the reason I'm talking like this is because I am eventually going to get in, yeah, there's into... Caveats. There's yeah, caveats. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start complaining at a certain point, but... Mm. It is, it, you can't deny the achievement that this is mm-hmm. um, uh, on, on just like a storytelling level. Well, and even just on a blockbuster level. Yeah. Like that's a, it's just a good action movie. It's, yes. it's cool. You yes. Know? Uh, and, and just on a storytelling level is incredible. I think it is just as much a, the, the, it's so fascinating, right? That we have a movie that's built on how many movies now? 13? Something like that? I think yeah, all like, of the movies. Like, right, yeah. Like uh, to the point where, so here's the thing. I went to see it a second time last night, and I went to see it with a friend who, when I asked her, have you seen any of the Marvel movies after she agreed to come see this without even questioning what it was, she said, yeah, I, I think I've seen Iron Man. Ooh, what a champ. And I, I said, oh, you've seen it? And she said, yeah, that's the one with Patrick Stewart, right? 
And I was like, okay, so you yeah. only even... I've seen The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah you only yeah. even remotely know what Marvel is. Yeah, uh, that's wild. She had no idea what was happening at any moment of this movie. Really? She had no idea. I mean, it is true that it does have to rest on top yep. of all of the other movies. Yep. I mean, it is... It, a lot of it is informed by that. But, I, you know, you need that. Yes. That's, and then again, this goes against the function of the Civil War comic book yes. in that maybe we're not going to get new quote-unquote readers out of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's I know that's what was interesting to me is because it is this amazing achievement as far as storytelling and film. We've never really seen a film built where it literally only makes sense if you've seen so many of these other stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's actually kind of incredible in one way. That's a really interesting kind of new storytelling format in film. And how many and like how many people are in the club? Right. So many people. So many. Right? Yeah. A ridiculous it's crazy, amount of people, yeah. right? Uh, so it, it's unprecedented and it's pretty amazing. It also is really problematic because then we do have to start asking questions like but then what is a movie? Cuz like for a very long time it was a pretty self-contained story mm-hmm. that you could just anybody could walk into and sit down and and enjoy. And we're not there anymore. But what's a pretty long time? Like since the '60s, when they the serial movies still existed. When, you know, since the the like, there, there, there was more of that serial storytelling in films in the past. Like not that long ago, I feel uh, like. Do you mean things like uh, like Our Gang and and like Zorro? Well, and, yeah, like, obviously that, Charlie like, Chan. Yeah, yeah. Because those are all <laughs> definitely the, the darkest Chan. era of American history. Thumbs Charlie up Chan. Because yeah. the difference is when they did those serial stories. A character could be married in one serial, and then the next one they're just not, and we never hear about the wife again. They were again. probably more like Bond, yeah. at least pre-Craig right, right. era, where it was just new Bond adventure, we, we know what his deal is. Exactly. Yeah. They're not built on specific details mm. and moments from each episode. You know? uh-huh. um, the, thing is the, the, the question is, though, is that since we are kind of blazing new territory, yes. I do find it kind of unfair to judge it. To, like I think it should exist as a movie on its own yeah. in some type of way. Yeah. But I think that it would be having your cake and eating it too for each individual entry to be welcome to new viewers. Yeah, to right. be able to walk um, in blind. I don't want I that. I think still plenty I, of them are. But, oh, yeah, I know, think a lot yeah. of people yeah. do. But I, I think that because this is a new experiment of the universe building, I, I think it's more important that we build this giant story mm-hmm. than do the individual entries. Because right. there's a million individual movies that anyone can jump into in the world. Right. Let's have this thing. But that so that was gonna that's that's like where I start wrestling with this because I totally understand what you're saying and I actually agree with you. It's like it's it's almost unfair to be like, well, but for a hundred years we've made movies that were all self contained. So yeah. how come we're not doing that makes me sound like an old man, right? And I and I get that. But then I have to start asking questions like but then why does this movie constantly feel the need to re-explain who everybody is? Like, there's all of these terrible lines of dialogue. Like, when they first introduce uh, who is now the Secretary of State, uh, and uh, he's from yeah. the Hulk Thunderbolt movie. Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. When they first introduce him, his first line is, yeah, I was out there on the, uh, I was out there playing golf, and I had a heart attack right there. Boom, knocked me out. And but what you get to at the end of that, it's like a 30-second little story he tells. It's their way of explaining how that guy could have just been a general in the army and then become Secretary of State. That's what he explains by the time he gets mm. to the end of the thirty seconds. They're literally you know what's like, crazy about that is that I didn't even remember that he was in the Incredible Hulk. Right when he showed up, I was just like, no. "Oh, cool, Secretary of State." Right, yeah. and so no, they just, waste thirty seconds. No, but that's the thing. Someone said that online. Uh, you know, like he explains all these um, disasters, uh, uh, but he leaves out the convenient part about how he created the abomination by yeah, giving right. Tim Roth that serum or whatever. Yeah. Uh, t- totally true, and, and that's uh, uh, but that's my problem with it, right? Is like I agree that I think like if we're gonna do this, where we build it all on thirteen movies, like let's actually do that. Don't 
backtrack and try and sell it to somebody yeah, like yeah, my yeah. friend. You want to commit to the, who, the project. Who hasn't seen any of them, you know? And and they do they honestly do a really good job of balancing all that stuff out. It's not like the worst fucking thing in the world. But it is... I was very frustrated by the end of the movie. And I saw it twice because I, I almost felt like I was wrong. Like, that's what Marvel has done to us. It's put us in this weird box of like... Well, everybody else likes it, and I feel like maybe I was just wrong. Maybe, mm. you know, so I went to see it again, and it's like, no, that's definitely what happens. This whole movie is full of characters, like, re-explaining themselves for the audience's sake. Mm. Uh, and they're constantly saying their emotions out loud to each other, as opposed to just, like, you letting know, these amazing... One of my dreams yeah. is to have a comic book movie that is of modern sensibilities, but then does all that other stuff where it's like, must break chains. Yeah. Not strong enough to break chains, because yeah. you needed to express that in yeah. a static panel. Yes. Um... Now, this isn't me excusing it, because I've only seen it once, so yeah. that, that didn't really jump out to me when I saw it. I'd have to see it again to yeah, see if yeah. this complaint is is valid to me, but th- in that realm, that's how I'm going to defend it to myself right now, is I kind of wanted to see a little bit of that kind of stuff, which is there. Yeah. Now, conversely, um, to jump all the way to the end, yeah. when Captain America is ready to slam his shield down yeah. onto Iron Man, that is an earned moment, Agreed. if there ever was one. Agreed. It, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. You know, so they it, it is... Uh, it, it it's kind of frustrating because I love this movie. Yeah. But I had more problems with it than many, and I feel like I'm constantly trying to backpedal uh-huh. to just to, to let people know, like, no, 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 no. It's fucking incredible. Right. <laughs> it's incredible. But let's be, you know, let's be fair. Yeah, because I, I you know, I really liked it. And and seeing it again, it was like, okay, the things that I liked maintain, but so did the things I don't like. And it it like What's weird what's weird is after I saw it the first time I was like, that is really good. I really like that. And all anybody was really talking about was the airport scene. And I kept thinking about the airport scene and how great that scene is and blah blah blah. And then I saw it again and I was like, I think that's why everybody really likes this movie so much, is you get out of the movie and that's like the first thing that pings in your brain over and over again is this like one really fucking incredible oh, yeah. sequence. When I saw it again, and you realize that that's like a pretty short amount of runtime next to like all of this other plotting and stuff. A, a lot that of which third is, act though is also, I think, of the level of well, the airport sequence in terms of of just how connected to it. I felt. That's the point I was going to make though. For me, and this is just me. This is specific to me. I think the the airport scene comes at like ninety minutes into the movie mm-hmm. and feels like a climax. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole act to go that both times. I disengaged from even really? even though it's the best stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. It is the best storytelling in the movie is all in the third act. All the best emotions are in the third act. All of the stuff that I really wanted out of this movie is in the third act. But both times I saw it, I was so exhausted by the time the third act even started. Mm-hmm. I had trouble kind of like riding that ride with them, like continuing down the path. Fair enough. Um, and, and that's just me. It was just like I, I felt like it had ramped up so much and I was like kind of exhausted by the time we got there that then I had to start ramping myself back up to get, you know, mm. into those those real emotions of that last, uh, that last act. Mm. But that, that might just be me. It did, but it did happen both times I saw it. To criticize, and I, I thought the, the airport sequence was like next level stuff. Yeah. But it... it Pale, it, it almost seemed to me like I, I thought it was awesome. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's it is awesome comic book action, but there was I, I don't think it touched any of the action sequences in either Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um I had a big problem with the direction of this movie in terms yeah. of just shot for shot. And uh there's a gracefulness to Joss Whedon's Avengers action sequences yes. that is lost and he captured Whedon captured what it's like to have a motion comic book. I, I felt yeah. Whereas the Russo brothers captured what it was like to have 
an action movie that has comic book people in it. Yes. And yeah, uh, I agree with that. that which is still awesome. I mean, they can put together an action sequence. Phenomenal stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll get into my problems with the earlier stuff, but that airport thing is great. But it was such a, a beautiful novelty, but there was there wasn't as much grace to it. And yeah. I really connected with the grace in in both Avengers movies. Um I, I always joke when I watched Age of Ultron, there was a point where both times I watched it, I just I said out loud, it's the best time to be alive. Uh-huh. I feel that way still. Yeah. But there was no point that really tripped me into that. It was more just like, fucking this is cool. Yeah. Sweet Spider-Man. There's no grace there, though, if that makes sense. I, it, yeah. that, it does. And I, that seeing it... So you know what's weird? Seeing it a second time, there's this, this movie actually doesn't really have a style. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, if because I know when you rewatch it, you're gonna pay even closer attention to the action scenes because mm-hmm. because of the issues you had with them, which I had too. Too much shaky cam. It, it, you know, it feels like bad Paul Greengrass, which mm. I know you yeah, don't even think yeah. is good I in don't, the first place. I, literally, the only Paul Greengrass movie that I could look at was yeah. Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hated the Bourne sequence. Yeah, and the third one's a good movie. It's great, but I I just I couldn't. I, it just I felt like it was just pushing me at arm's length the yeah. whole time to just be like, we'll tell you who wins when it's over. You can close your eyes. Yeah. And it's like, all right. What's interesting is watching it again and focusing on that, literally every scene is like shot almost in an entirely different style. Mm-hmm. The opening action sequence has the worst of the shaky cam stuff. The airport sequence has almost none, actually. Has none. It's I, really it's smooth. Very clean, yep. Yeah. Um, they, they like made these weird choices, and I, I'm assuming they are choices, that they like decided... This sequence is going to look like this, and that will play to you know this part well, of the they're intensity. Also, they're catering this... to the the skills and the design of the characters. Yes, in the opening sequences, it's Crossbones versus Falcon, uh, uh, Captain America. Yep. So there's no real and a uh, Black Widow. Yes, yeah, there's no real Witch magic is the going only on here. One that has the it magic, is the there. more born, yep. you know, stuff. But then in the middle one, you've got Ant Man yeah. unveiling Giant crazy Man. new powers. Yeah. You know. You've got Scarlet Witch. You've got Vision. Yeah. And so it's a mishmash of all of them. And I think that was a good thing because it smoothed out yep. the desire to go for a certain genre. Yes, yes. Uh, and it is, it's weird watching the movie because that happens. It's like every time you go from sequence to sequence, you're kind of in like a new mm. filmmaking style almost. It's, it's a little uh, yeah, bizarre, definitely. Actually. Like the Winter Soldier was like way more of a, you know, all those... Uh, way- 70s the, conspiracy thrillers. The, Three Days of the Condor. Three Days of the Condor. I was yeah. like, Day of the Condor. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Parallax View, all these movies. Yes. You know, This didn't have a specific thing going uh-uh. on other than just kind of Winter Soldier mixed with the Avengers movies at the same time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, yeah. I see what you guys. I'll just, I'll just, I, I, don't, I can't really defend it, but I'll say I love the movie straight through yeah. and I'm just probably the most died in the wool Marvel, what is it, Marvel zombie? Like, yeah. I just, you know. Oh, I'm with you. I, I I'll, I'll watch. I, I definitely I'm say. I mean, I said it already. I blocked it. I mean, I didn't really uh, notice the shaky cam as much. I thought it was a little bit high frame rate, more of a problem at the same time, and and fast edits. Yeah. And only a couple scenes when I was really paying attention the second time after uh, you said it. Um, did I notice the shaky cam? But you know, I'll believe you more because I'm just I was already in the bag for this movie, and mm-hmm. and I I don't know if it's quite my my favorite Marvel movie, but I definitely you know I. I walked out of it the first time, loving it to death, and uh, the second time I was like, okay, I kind of. Well, the first time I saw like the lead up to the last two big scenes, which were just great. You know, the biggest. Uh, uh, you can spoil away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like um, the mo- but the most the big superhero fight that you've been waiting to see in a superhero movie your entire life, 
and then probably the most <laughs> it emotional, did deliver. Yeah, the yeah. most emotional moment that they've had in the Marvel universe yeah. so far, which might say not that much, but right. you know, I it connected to me, even yeah. though it was crazy telegraphed yeah. the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a surprise, but it still connected for me. Yeah. But, um, oh, that absolutely connected. Like I said, when he's driving yeah. the shield down yeah. into Iron no, Man, when he, when he's, I felt like he when might he be goes, trying to kill him. Yeah. When he goes, when he goes, I don't, I don't. I, well, I thought Robert Downey Jr. Again, a lot of people have said this. I thought this was like the best that he's been in any of these movies. Oh, he brought oh, his game. When he goes, yeah. I don't care. He killed my mom. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like you're oh, like, ah, oh, movies. <laughs> but, but I um, get it. I, one of the biggest things driving Iron Man is that he doesn't have parents. Yeah, I mean, you know. Most superheroes, but uh, yeah. except for Superman, too many parents yeah, on that yeah. one. Yes. Too many parents, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, that I, I think. But yeah, I, think I can't that was really earned. refute. Uh, I think you guys are right on all the things you're saying, but it's still I love this movie. I just want to be the guy that says, you know, I'm. Uh, there might be people listening to this that go, yeah. oh shut! I love Civil. <laughs> I, I'm that guy. I'm yeah. right there with you. I can't. Thing is though, I'm with you too. Like yeah. the complaints I have are are nitpicks. At worst, and you know, just I mean, I feel my like, personal taste yeah. problems at best. I feel like the shaky I love cam it. was more to connect to the older teens slash yeah, adult guys in the audience that wanted the more, you know, pumping action instead of just the guys in suits fighting. You know, the guys that are more for a Zack Snyder movie or something. They give that just a little bit of the born aesthetic, just to throw off the fact that you're watching fuck, you know, Black Panther running down a street, yeah. with Captain America chasing after yeah. him. Like if you think about it, too, if it was See, too straight on. My shaky cam is I just, I, I feel like there's just no place for it. Yeah, <laughs> like I cannot abide. See, I'm a. I've seen it used, and again, but I love, not in I, action. I, 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 I love found footage. The only um, Paul Greengrass movie that I was just kind of like, eh, it was Green Zone. So yeah. you know. I actually kind of liked Green Zone. It was okay. It was okay, but the thing is, it was Born Two. It was like the shaky cam was like, okay, you're pointing at the scene. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's I still kind of indecipherable. Yeah. My problem is like I don't mind if shaky cam functionally. Shaky cam is supposed to create a documentary realism. It's supposed right. to make it look, you know, the same way that that uh, J.J. Abrams and, and Zack Snyder do that really quick, crazy zoom. You yep. know that what I'm talking oh, about? Yes. And or the lens flare, it yep. creates a small amount of artifice that becomes reality. Yes. And I think that nine times out of ten, shaky cam doesn't succeed with that for me. And instead of of making it seem more real, it feels to me like a director doubting the the construction of the scene. And when I'm looking at at Civil War. The scene construction is the best in the business. Great. I mean, right. the choreography—it doesn't get better. It's so good. The, the way the set pieces. See, when I look at that, great, I'm like, but yeah. when they're hiding it, it's like, why are you hiding it? Like, you sold, you sold me. Now, what you said about how it looked like it was masking stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah. That is, that validates it, but it does not excuse it for me. I, I agree. Think there's no, there's just no place in movies for yeah. it for me. I, I, I see. I'm still coming. But at personally, it like, I can't abide that it's as good as it is. And it, sure, throw a little bit of shaky cam in there because I'm like, hey, this is an one of the this is the best oh, yeah. action movie I've seen in years, and it's from the Arrested Development community guys. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You, me, and Dupree, and yeah. like that's the only other feature. You, you just know, got married. That's the worst time to have me as a house guest. Yes. <laughs> that's my best Owen Wilson. That's the best I can do. Uh, yeah, I they it's like uh, man, you guys touched on so many things that I wanted to, to hit on. So first, the 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 
the big battle is like super exciting and well executed and one of the best things I've ever seen but... like as far as an action movie. The biggest problem with it is it comes down to these weird scripting choices they make. There's like a lot of weird scripting choices mm. in this. And one of them Wait, is Are you talking about people apologetically fighting? Yes. That's in the choreography. It doesn't need to it, be in the script. Nobody needs to yep. say it out loud. It sucks all the stake. There's no stakes to that fight at all. I did I like the one it. part where I think it was I want to say it was Black Widow and Hawkeye, where it was mm. like, we're still cool, right? Like, once it's cool because it's funny. Right. But I, I did feel like it was there a fair amount. And you know what my problem with that one is? It's the sixth one, and they're the uh, ones that say it so directly. Everybody that, else is, like, kind uh, yeah. of dancing around it, but also saying it, which is really problematic, I think, because there's just... Okay, I want Captain America and Iron Man to have that conversation. That conversation needs to be what this movie's about, right? Mm. We need them to be like, but we are friends. We're fighting, but we're friends. And that needs to actually be at the center of the conflict. If then every time other people face off, they have the same conversation, but that conversation is meant to make me laugh, not make me be emotionally invested in the fight, stakes gone. They're just not there at all. It just becomes a roller coaster ride, which is fine. That's fun. But that's like, again, it becomes like the Hulkbuster fight in Age of Ultron, where it's like, this is a great time, but it's 10 minutes that mean nothing to the story of this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Because there's no stakes to it at all. Yeah, it doesn't add anything to the movie. But it that's doesn't... literally every comic book fight. You know yeah. the person's not going to die. You know when right. you watch James Bond, James Bond's not going to die. Right. But I would love it if, uh, because they're making them movies for like lots and lots of money, if they you know, didn't yes. at least so attempt them. That's though. why the fight at the end works, because you know in the comic that Captain America gets shot. So I was legitimately And actually, like, I legitimately thought gonna, Captain America was going to kill him with the shield. I, that had me, no, I yelled. I, no, I didn't think that, but I, I thought... Uh, but I mean, the fact that it took me I there thought, I says thought, something. I thought, uh, you know... Uh, Tony Stark was going to aim a beam, a kill beam at friggin' Winter Soldier, and oh, miss, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just blow. And then he was going to kill Captain America. Mm-hmm. And uh, adult conversations are great. Yeah. Iron <laughs> Man was going to be sad, you know. No, but you're right though. I, I do think that the stakes in that final fight were earned, mm-hmm. and but but then it does, see, I'd have to see but it again I, to really speak on like it. But I think you're right too. If they had them more uh, like gritty and emotional earlier on in that big airport fight, it would have been kind of bullshit. It would have been like, why aren't you just? Dude, that's 90 minutes into the movie. Yeah, it's not yeah, early. Yeah. No, but you know what, though? In a two-and-a-half-hour movie, that's still that's still middle-act stuff. Right, but I would and argue... I don't even think that that's... That's probably the end of that fight is the third-act transition. Uh, I would argue the movie's an hour too long to begin with, though. That's You know what I mean? Like, I, it, 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 There's so much plotting in this that is like kind of unnecessary to the story that's being told. I, Sad, I'd have to see it again to speak on it. I don't know if I agree with that just because it, it flew. Those two-and-a-half hours yeah, flew yeah, by. There was... But I wonder how much of it is like... I went into that film pre-informed mm-hmm. with what Civil War is, what mm-hmm. it means, and they honestly could have, you know, certainly eliminated... I mean, I, I'm glad that they gave them reasons, organic reasons to come to blows, but I was there already, but, yeah. you know, you do need that. But I don't know, it didn't feel long to me. Yeah. I, I wonder if 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 I were the... We always reference this character, the cold-hearted editor. Yes. If I were the cold-hearted ed- editor, what do you I think I could probably get... Like... If, Fucking cold soul. Yeah, I could lose twenty five minutes, uh-huh. and I'm talking frozen solid soul. Yeah, but uh, at, I really, I think you'd have a better movie if you did. It, I do. It was fair enough. I mean, most movies, like, though, I, I, think, I, I think the so. cold soul editor. Were, yeah, but we don't like that guy. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> he's, he's a real jerk. He, he takes away delightful things like the airport sequence, exactly. which I would hate to lose. Heck, I just you know, you could the cold soul editor would have eliminated Spider Man right. completely. Uh, of course, completely. He it's has again, no function, but. 
they they did organically include him. Yes, you and, know, and I would hate to lose those sequences. Those are great mm-hmm. sequences. They're really fun. But I don't like the idea that because it's like a. I don't like the idea that ah well it's comics so that we just like wash it. It's like well. I feel like I can still legitimately say it sucks the stakes out of it to have them wink at each other before they start punching. You know what I mean? It's like, but that's also comics. The, the you'll have a splash page of one guy jumping in the ba- in the air, about to you know, Captain America's about to punch Iron Man, and they each have six word bubbles between yeah. them. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I totally agree. It's, uh, again, I, I all, all those arguments are valid on one hand, where it's like, yeah, well, that's what comic books are, and that's yeah. we're adapting comic books to the big screen, well, but they're also to me, kind of invalid because it's like, yes, we are adapting them to the big screen. Let's Use t- the switch it to positives. Per, per the thesis of our show, let's look at it this way. The reason why that becomes such a glaring thing to you is that, and I and I agree with this, is that the we're not going to kill each other, we're not going to hurt each other, we're still friends, that is all spoken to in the blocking and the choreography. Right. Um if they didn't say anything, I would. And, I would and already also, know that. with the entire history of yeah. of the thirteen films, do we yeah. agree on thirteen films Something like that? Yeah, all of that leading up to it says all of those lines for me without them having to explicitly exactly. say it. Um, That's why I think it's this like, is where I miss Joss Whedon. Yeah, because I think that Joss Whedon would have some of the dialogue, right. the appropriate amount of dialogue. Mm-hmm. The punchiest, funniest dialogue, exactly. but would also have trusted the choreography to tell it. And yep. then then that brings me back to the shaky cam is I think the Russos have a really good handle on how to block action and, and frame action. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they trust that they know how to shoot it. Right. And that's where I think the shaky cam hurts me is yeah. because it seems like a lack of confidence or a misguided attempt at going big. But then in a scene like the airport uh, sequence where it's all there, it looks great. I mean... Functionally, there is nothing. It, it's the best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I don't. I don't know how off put I am by the the dialogue because I've still only seen it once. Right, and I was just right. gobsmacked yeah, by this. Yeah. Spidey's back. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite. But uh, I, I I feel like I don't remember any of those lines because most of that was spoken to me through the action. Right. Yeah. I I think that that's one of the bigger pro- for me. That is probably the biggest problem with the movie is how much the characters express what the actors are already doing mm-hmm. out loud. There's just a lot of characters like saying their emotions to each other, basically, or like explaining their inner thought bubble, where the this is one of the best casts ever assembled in one movie. Mm-hmm. These are some of the best living actors we have right now. Let them act. That's yeah. what you hired yeah. them to do. Well, the thing is, though, conversely, though, it is difficult to do that with a masked Black Panther, a masked Iron Man. You're not um, wrong. They're not wrong. There's a limit to what can be expressed yeah, through right. glowing eyes. You're right. You know, but but still though, at the same time, he pops that mask off yeah. on and off so much. Uh, and and actually, you know who's really great at emoting through the mask? Don Cheadle. Yo, totally. Uh, he's yeah. he's really good at he's emoting great. through the visor coming up. And, yeah. And he, uh, I'm so glad he was switched out for Hustle and Flow. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. I love you. Call him Hustle and Flow. I, I always forget his name. It's uh, Terrence, Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll say this: the second time I saw it, uh, like leading up to it, um, it did seem kind of like more meandering. Yeah. And the second time, it's so tight. There's so there's like a scene of dialogue, and then like there's like, you know, a scene of Captain America, a scene of Scarlet Witch and Vision, another action scene, a scene of Tony Stark and Black Widow, a scene of Captain America and Bucky, another action scene. Mm-hmm. There's so, and then you know, like the, the big. I would say the thing that would get, have gotten cut down uh, would have cut down whatever yeah. uh, is the yeah. um, you know Bucky escapes and fights everybody in normal people clothes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This had I, I I this had less soul to it than Winter Soldier. Yes. At least the first two thirds, which I loved. Yeah. And while I'm I love Civil War straight through. Yeah. 
the points that you guys say said do give me pause about the two Infinity War movies. Right, right. That's the only thing I'll say. I, I, I'm kind of like it did give me pause. Yeah, you he, know, like it's are, so I think the Russos are capable tight. of learning. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, that's what I was gonna say. Is like, as much as I'm complaining, I do. I like you said, Dan. I want to make it clear that like I actually really enjoyed this movie, and mm-hmm. and I, I understand what you're saying because I'm kind of saying it too. Is like, man, this movie has some problems that for me are like, man, that's a tough storytelling thing. I don't like that. But it does work. Like ultimately, yeah. this movie really works, and so like I'm not actually worried. That like oh well the Russos are doing the next one and I had problems with this one I'm actually like I would I want them to make the next one I think that they are making some of the best stuff Marvel has done mm-hmm. but I feel like I I don't well, when it comes to juggling narratives who yeah. better than an Arrested, Arrested Development, Development. Alum, yes. you know yeah, and yeah. that's totally kind of a it's kind of key that yeah. if ever a show worked to be episodic with an eye to the big picture that's the one yeah and like you do want that yeah. Uh, uh, I did want to talk about because you guys brought this up too the the Tony's line about his mom. Uh, Wait, before we leave what Kev said, I yeah. just want to say this because I I like I have vocally been the guy that's like let's not compare it to Batman versus Superman. But one thing you said is why this works so much better than Batman versus Superman. Scene to scene connectivity yes. in Civil War is flawless. Yes, the way that it's you know yeah. like you said a, a Bucky scene, boom, a, a Vision, Scarlet, yep. uh, Scarlet Witch, totally fucking scene. Yep. you know, boom, 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 action sequence. There is a connective through line that goes through all of them that makes it work. Whereas that is almost entirely absent from Batman versus Superman, oh, which because they has a lot I don't of think similar they had a script when they started. Yeah, exactly, it, exactly. They did all these reshoots. And and it puts Batman versus Superman into a different lens, but yeah. vice versa. And I'm sure we'll get into this later. A lot of the criticisms of Batman versus Superman, I think, hold true to Civil War. Yes. But Civil War was just better. Just at, it just made it work. Yeah, it, they just know how to yep. assemble it better. Well, and it's like you know, here, here's a really simple thing, right? The the way they introduce Spider Man is a really great example of why this actually does work linearly, even though like Batman v Superman. It's jumping from character to character to character yeah, yeah. throughout the narrative. Uh, uh, Tony says to um, uh, Black Widow, he says, uh, I got a plan. What's your plan? She says, it's downstairs. Where's yours? And then, boom, cut to Queens. Yeah. That is... We're, we're, Dude, my theater cheered. Oh, I was oh, so sorry, pleased. Yeah, 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 that was so cool. It's, it's great. But my point is, that is the connective tissue that does not exist in BVS. Yeah. In, in BVS, when he would say... When she, you know, when he would say, uh, "Where's yours?" and she says, "Downstairs." Where's yours? We would then not cut to Spider Man. We'd cut to a Captain America scene. Oh, yeah. A then, dream. Yeah, <laughs> we'd cut to a dream. It's then, a dream. Then we'd cut to Spider Man, mm-hmm. and it would there. There were just there was it narratively. It just doesn't make sense what they do in BVS, right? Mm-hmm. They they just cut around a thing to thing to thing. This they're doing what you should do if you're going to do that because they're doing that in this. It's a world hopping spy movie, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved those title cards. Loved them. I, I I read a couple reviews that found them to be weird and jarring. I loved them. really loved. Them. It it felt like it felt like a world hopping spy movie That's, in a way. Which I, the one I I heard is it put you in the mood of it, the, the one that they called up was Children of Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I heard that comparison. Kinda, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I could see that. Now there's a movie that employs shaky cam effectively yes. and properly. Yes. Um. But uh. Yeah. It. I. I. I think. Um. You know. The. It, it's a question of the. It's okay to go scene to scene to scene to scene to scene like this. It works in this, and it doesn't in BVS. And the reason it works is all you have to do is have the last line of the scene that you're ending sort of lead to the next line of the scene that right. you're about to begin. Yeah. They're ju- all. It's a tiniest bit of connective tissue, and that's it. And I always think of, then this is the worst movie to reference, but one of my favorite things in the world is in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah. Jim Carrey is mad at his neighbor, and he has a meltdown. 
and he drops his pants, squats down, he's ready to shit on the neighbor's yard, and then it smash cuts to the next scene, which opens with someone serving chocolate soft serve, and then the camera pulls back, and it's an ice cream restaurant. Exactly. Awesome. That's so great. Awesome. (laughs) And that is, I mean, that's just how you, it's the language of cinema, right? These are images. These are not... uh, You're turning the page. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And when you turn the page, it should have some sort of reflection of what happened on the previous page, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the the, uh, you killed my mom moment, because it didn't sit well with me the first time I saw it, partially because it immediately calls to mind the Martha moment from BVS, which everybody shit on, and this is not actually that different from, so I'm kind of confused as to how one works and one doesn't. No, this works so much, because that's... that's This one does abandon the... Oh, they have the same name. Neat. Right. <laughs> like it yeah, it yeah. abandons that, which is which is hammy at, at best. Yes. Um, uh, but the idea, the here, the specific criticism of BBS is using parentage to motivate fighting is like kind of bizarre. But that's really br- like okay. He stops fighting when he arguably already knew that his mother was named Martha, and there's no reason uh, Superman should have even said, "Oh, you've got to save Martha." Like what? Like it's just such a reach. I don't know. That seemed weird. And then whereas you could see, like, even if you're in the wrong, if you found out some somebody strangled your mother to death, you'd be like, oh, I don't fucking care. I don't care if he's... Yeah. Logic, logic be damned. I'm going to kill this guy. that guy yep. right now. I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the way that they did it in Civil War. I, I, it works in Civil War. It worked for me very, very well. It was, because it, it gave me chills. And I, I'll credit to, to uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that I, I bought that moment hook line and sinker so i i didn't the first time it made me like i something didn't sit right with me with it right and i kept thinking it was the bvs thing like it seems so similar to that why do people hate that and they like this and then i was like all right well forget the bvs comparisons it's not even worth it so i see it again thinking like well maybe it'll work for me this time and it didn't and this is why this is going to sound strange but i don't think it's that strange Tony's mother is a character that I don't even know if has been referenced through the other 13 movies. Yeah, yeah I, don't know I didn't know that. She, all of I, these movies sure are dead. about his issues with his dad. That's what yeah. they're all about. And not only did we watch, not only does his dad get murdered in that scene, way more violently, more graphically, they spend more time on it visually the way his dad gets murdered than they do his mom. And the thing that he comments is, you killed my mom. That fuck is fuck weird his dad. to me. That's it, weird it, it, to his, me. His dad, he already had issues with. His mother is just, you know, you, you even see seeing that that really awesome CGI scene with yeah. young Robert Downey Jr. Oh, best yeah. special Incredible. effect in the history yeah, of time. Yeah, <laughs> she was just, it, it, she's his mom. Like, you know, Howard Stark was kind of that typical. He was kind of distant and stuff, but uh, nobody hurts my mom, right? I, like, I, I, I get the idea of, like, boys love their mothers or whatever, but, I, again, just talking about the idea that this is all built on these oh, other... Yeah. This is all built on these other movies, and and we... Uh, I, I If they're gonna do that, like, commit uh, to it... My defense of it isn't even on the page, but yeah. it's in my head is just... It, and this is actually something that, that I, I liked about Batman versus Superman, and one of the things that it in that they employed to to motivate Batman is is exceeding what your father accomplished. Right. Um, we all want to do that. Right. I, I think it's a naturally male thing to want to do. I, I mean, really, anybody who has a parent, you want to do that. And his his dad could not protect his mom. Right. But, you know, he can avenge it. Mm-hmm. Which is the name of the team, the Avengers, yeah. oh, you guys. God, oh, I no. get it. But uh, no, but I, I, I do get what you're saying, though, and that is kind of strange. It just doesn't but make it sense. Never, okay, okay. That's right. one of those things where I think that's legitimately... Uh, a valid criticism, yeah. but then I, I fall back on, did it take me out of the movie? I didn't even think of it once. Right. No, yeah. I think know, it, and I, I just went, oh shit, they killed his mom, he's right. pissed. Yeah. You know? I think it works as the Empire Strikes Back moment. 
bookended by the 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 intentional call out with the walker and the Winter Soldier getting yeah. frozen in carbonite in the first after credit scene. <laughs> yeah, look <Yeah>. at that. <laughs> okay, Empire Strikes <laughs> Back that. is. I thought you killed my dad. I just found out you are my dad. Right. Uh, uh, Civil War is. I thought you were my dad or my dad's best friend. It turns out you slash your best friend killed my parents. But see, even you trying to explain that, you had to backtrack a couple times because it's a no, little too I, convoluted. It's convoluted, but if you think about it, I think it really works. I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. I thought you were my dad. It turns out you killed my dad. But, so I, but even no, worse but, than that is my mom. He didn't think he was his dad. No, but he thought he was his dad's best friend. Specifically earlier when he's like, who, who you thought, know, who, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not like wait, I ever so, heard my dad say that he knew you before. Oh, oh you're saying uh, uh, he thought I'm Captain a little America lost now. Yeah, that's his dad's best friend. Yeah. Which he said multiple times. Yeah, he does say that when he was when he said that uh, you know I was sick and tired movies. of hearing about you. Right. He's yeah. seen it. Oh, not, when he when he goes to give him the FDR pen or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you know, oh, not like I've ever heard my dad say it before. So he thought he always has had this as that's maybe why he's always resented Captain America, uh-huh. Steve Rogers, whatever, because he associated him so much with yeah. his dad. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's even he's not like kind of extended family, he's the enemy. He straight up killed his parents. But Steve Rogers didn't kill his parents. But he knew about it, and he defended right. his, his... But that's a different thing, though. He, it, It's not direct, but I think it's close enough, and with the other specific Empire Strikes Back references, I'm... I'm pretty certain. I, I, oh, I, well, let me I'm not going to disagree with you. That's definitely with... what they're trying to do. Is give and it I an em- think it does a, enough of an emotional connection, for me at least. To add to that, because I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I'm not sure, because... I'm not sure I'm on yeah, necessarily on board with what you're but saying, but at I the same, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I none of this occurred to me. I was just like, he killed his mom. It's time to kill him. Yeah, so right. it worked for me. I think to add to it is we are dealing with a Tony Stark who was unable to protect the most important woman in his life, Pepper Potts. Right. Who in this movie, it was right. actually written in her absence is she. She basically, from what we understand, gave him the listen. It's Iron Man or me. Right. And I believe he says at some point like. I can't not be Iron Man. You know, like, I, I had to stop, and I'm not stopping. He has a pretty good you know? moment and, where... And to have that where it's like, his choice to be Iron Man has cost him the 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 one woman in his life that was important. His Iron Man could potentially avenge the only other woman that has ever been important to him. Now, to your point, we don't know how important. Yeah. she's really a non-character. Yeah. Uh, but and actually, that was one thing when they first showed her in that flashback I didn't even sequence. Know who it was. I was like, oh, oh I, it, exactly. It didn't register yeah. that it was the mom until they said that. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty close with with my mom, my sister, and my girlfriend. So, but they all do fill. They all fill that hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, oh God, I'm talking myself into a dirty corner. But you know, if any <laughs> if any one of them were were to go, I would feel this this man's need to. Exert some sort of control over that. Yeah, and if Iron Man cost him the one woman and could potentially avenge the other, I, I that that earns that for me. He yeah. he kind of says the opposite of that actually though to Steve is he says that uh, the reason he couldn't stop being Iron Man wasn't because he couldn't stop being Iron Man. It was because if what she wanted was for him to stop being Iron Man or cho- it was either choose Iron Man or choose her, he had to choose Iron Man to protect her. Okay, that was see, the I, only way he could trust that she would be actually like protected. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. if he continued being Iron Man because he sees himself 
as the only real solution to like protection for the oh, world. Well, you know? I mean, this is this whole movie is a big study on yes. on his ego. It's actually more um, about him than Captain America too. Uh, yeah, Seeing yeah. it a second time, it's way more about. I him will than say Captain. that it's, the, it's, it is distinctly though a Captain America movie. Tonally, it is, yes. and it does. I mean, it the follows Bucky the Bucky bro-bands, plot. Yeah, the Bucky bro-bands, yeah. Yeah, I oh yeah, I have problems with that too. But that's like larger problems that don't have anything to do with this movie. I just I don't like Bucky as a character. I just never. I didn't like him in any of the movies, and I I feel like the one thing that they've struggled to sell me is that the, that that Captain America would care about Bucky so much. Fair yeah. That's the one thing I we don't only got buy. Short... Cuz he's the only thing left over from the 30s, especially after, you know, what happened. I mean, it it kind of makes sense more when he's a little kid in the original comics. But, you know, um I just feel like in the context of the movies, they never sold me that relationship. So yeah. it becomes problematic for the whole motivation of this movie is Bucky for me, because I already don't buy that Bucky would be like a motivation for Steve mm-hmm. in any way. You know what I mean? They do make reference to the Winter Soldier where he says, like, you know, why'd you pull me out of that lake? And right. He said, I don't know. But I, I, I actually found the the uh I, I found it a bit wonky, the cured, uncured yes. Winter Soldier. Um I, I just wasn't sure. I mean, I, I do get the whole... Man- and he calls him Manchurian Kennedy. Yeah, I love that. That's a great um, joke. I do get the whole thing with the trigger words of course, uh, yeah. to, to set My him car, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Homecoming, that's the yeah, Spider-Man title. But... I know I do see what you're saying. I but I also buy that in the same way that I buy like Gotham City's old timey citizens in oh, uh, yeah, Batman yeah. Returns, where it's like they just just take it as fact. Yeah, they care about each other. Yeah. And, to me, that's enough. I, I don't think it's an invalid criticism, but it is enough. Um, that's one of my. But Bucky as a character yeah. in in and of itself, I I don't feel like I know much about him. Yeah. The relationship I buy him, I don't feel like quite know. Yeah, I don't understand that character really. I don't. His know. relationship with Falcon, I think, is awesome, hilarious. I, I the, but I also a, misunderstand that. I feel again like I don't understand enough about Bucky. No, I, I'm talking about Cap's relationship with Falcon. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that I love. Yeah, that when I when he love. hooks up with with. Peggy's yeah. niece and uh, Falcon and and Winter Soldier, Just Winter Shoulder are in the car nodding like, yeah, what's up? Winter Shoulder, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The well, Shoulder. I mean, they kind of leave out like in the comics, it was like more of a thing. Like he was around the Super Soldier Serum and up. That's why they. Instead of just leave, that's why they took that specific guy and made him into the Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. That's why the Russians did that. Um, uh, you know, there was a. Re- it wasn't just a random person. We're gonna turn you into a rot, uh, the Russian yeah. agent. I just there's it's none of that is in the movies. Right, so it's, right. It's not. It's yeah. it's missing. They they needed more of something like that. But um, but you know though I and then they'd put him also, back on ice and then they'd re, you know take him back out to go assassinate someone and then they put him back on ice. To speak, to, I I think one thing I can evoke out of their lack of a, of an on screen relationship mm-hmm. is it does inform a little bit if if it's about if Civil War is about Tony Stark's ego yeah and you know he has to be in control. It's also about Captain America's unwillingness to bend on principle. Yep. And one of his principles is, we don't know about his relationship with Bucky, right. but we do know that to him it's important, yep. and it's the most important. Yep. And it does not matter what kind of things, yep. uh, to quote Dominic Toretto, you <laughs> never turn your back on family, even no, when they turn their back on it's you. It's not just that, though. It's Cars. that he doesn't... Yes. Sorry. <laughs> family. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> but but uh, uh, it's that he doesn't trust, you know, he doesn't want to sign over, okay, I'll be in control of whoever's in charge, you know, be it whoever's in charge now, uh, president, oh, he's the president, like... Oh, I forget what that actor's name is. Hurt? William Hurt? Oh, wait, the president yeah, is... Um, oh, who is the president? But, uh, you know... Uh, is it still William Sadler? 
William Sadler, right? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, the president, yeah. at least on Agents of Shield. Yes, yes, no, which very ham-fistedly tried to tie into the movie these last two weeks, but I respect. So maybe that. it's you know whether it's President Demon Knight or it's President, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, he doesn't want to be President Trump, who's in the comics would be President Norman Osborn. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. who they had. Or, well, he was the head of whatever that agency was. Oscorp. But, you know, right after Winter Soldier, where the entire agency of S.H.I.E.L.D. was revealed to be Hydra, that's why he doesn't want to sign over his allegiance oh, yeah, to whoever yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, makes sense. Yes. It's more but than that exactly. Bucky. And then Bucky is just, oh, he happens to know that Bucky is innocent because he pulled him from the lake and blah, but blah, But it's blah. also, he's, it's his friend. He stands by his friend. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, I, the end of the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, He's yeah. a man of principle. I, it's um, it just it's for it's not that. It, it, here's the thing that I guess that I'm trying to explain. It's this movie works right. So like I do like this movie and it does all work. So it's hard to complain about this stuff on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like it's not because that is something that I demand about all movies. Is like I I am not the kind of person that can sit down and go yeah, but that is what the movie's about. Is that yeah, they yeah, do yeah. care about each other. Fucking show me that. If you're not going to mm. show me that, I can't buy it. That which is just the kind of viewer I am, I guess. Mm. But I, I, you know, I can't let that go. It's to me, it's like, but that is good filmmaking. That's good storytelling. Is mm. when I actually buy the motivations of these characters. And in this particular case, I don't between Captain America and Bucky. Like, I don't get what's going on you know, there. It's interesting too because this is something that you wonder. Uh, like, I remember when I used to watch. I I watched the first four seasons of Lost. I just streamed them. Yeah. So it was back to back to back. Yeah. And characters would form these bonds very quickly to yeah. me. And it occurred to me that for people who watched it with space between them, right. those bonds made more sense yep. because they had time to marinate. Yep. It felt like those people were spending... Whereas me, it just felt like the next day. Yes. And so then the question comes into personal taste is whereas over the time of... Because uh, I, I will agree with you that they don't really portray the bromance between Bucky and uh, Captain America, but right. the time aspect yes. has been put in for me. And, yeah. and I now I now purchase that. Yeah. But it's when I look to explore it, or if I were to watch all three Captain America movies back to back, it probably wouldn't be there so much. Right, right. Yeah, that because I because that's the only movies that Bucky even appears in, other than what Age of Ultron is he in that? No, no, no. Right, so he's only in the three Captain America movies, mm-hmm. uh, and he has very little screen time in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has more maybe than you remember. Yeah, his and then origin they have that is flashback is there, yeah. in the second one that shows you know when he's little and stuff and. They've known each other since they were kids. Yeah. So I know. I just say I. The, they're they're basically brothers. They're basically. Oh, mm-hmm. that I don't buy even I, within I, the context no, of the movies. I, so I think I I say I mean I'm in because that that's what I have come to understand, but then also at the same time you know it, I, it's not necessarily on the page. Yeah. It's more yeah. in the experience. But like, so what did you did you want another ten minutes of exactly. scenes of uh, uh, no? You know, but they're, what they're I could like hey remember that time we got cotton candy and we hit on that chick? I could have done ten and less high five. That's what know? it would have like, been like, too. Like, <laughs> I get it. I like, could have done ten <laughs> less minutes five. of like Vision and Scarlet Witch who were like fun to watch scenes of, but totally ultimately have it. no impact on on the plot. Uh, and so then replace those ten minutes with ten minutes where I actually understand the motivations of the actual sto- the, ca- the characters mm-hmm. the story's about. Yeah. But speaking of, if I were an Avenger, this would be probably the thing that I say most. You ready? I'd be like, "Oh my God, shut the fuck up, Vision." Yes, that's yeah. that would be my. Yep. I would say that at least ten times yeah. a day. He was, I loved him in Age of Ultron, and then he just became such a dick. Yeah, in yeah. This yeah. One. yeah. Like I liked you better when you were an app. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me yeah. alone. I just, Does anyone I, ever tell you you sound like the bad guy from Angels and Demons? <laughs> yeah. Suck a dick. 
I feel like ultimately this becomes like middle of the road Marvel for me. It's like not bad. I just I think that they've made much better movies. I think mm. that this does it doesn't fall apart or anything, but it just it to me it has like some pretty glaring storytelling issues that I think are not they're they're oddly evident of both success in what they're doing and mm. I think like the the failures of just the idea of telling a, a sort of cinematic universe. I think there's you know narrative I mean? there's narrative weaknesses, but I think that out of a lot of the Marvel films, the thematic strength yeah. is 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, like I said, when it comes down to ego versus principle. Yeah. Um, which you know is is a form of ego in and of itself, yeah. and a form of principle and vice versa. But you know, it's the same ends with different means. Uh, I think that all of that thematics really worked. Uh, yeah. For me. Uh, Oh, I I now narratively, there is a little bit of of disjointedness to yeah. it. Now, will I make that trade for new Spider Man? Yo, yeah. yes, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah. But you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board. Like this is an incredible movie, yeah. But uh, in a sea of incredible movies, I don't think it's necessarily the outstanding best. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like but um, it's better than a lot of them. <laughs> That's Certainly better than Incredible Hulk. I hated that movie. Yeah, That's the only one I dislike. The Dark World. It's better than you know. But I, like for me, I would say Winter Soldier is far and away better than this movie. Yeah, uh, that's what disappoints I, me about this. Yeah. Is I think just I, even from a technique standpoint, yeah. a directing standpoint, it's a step back I'm, from Winter Soldier. Yeah, because thematic resonance too. I, I for for me, Winter Soldier was like really about something that I really connected to. Well, right. that's the other thing is this and this Civil movie, War is about an argument that we have been having with. Every superhero yeah. movie ever, uh, James Bond even, uh-huh. uh, and then you know a month ago with Batman versus Superman and whatever. However, it it didn't necessarily reach there. It was still discussing the same thing. Yeah. That was my big problem with with a uh, with a uh, Spectre, yeah. which I liked overall, but mm-hmm. I thought it was like pretty weak. Was it was asking the question, do we really need a Bond in today's right. world? And it's like, oh, I remember when you asked that question in Goldeneye, yeah, twenty right. years ago, yeah, you know. And I feel like the the uh, who watches the Watchmen yeah. is essentially what we're exploring. Yep. And yeah, I'm done with you that know, collateral damage subplot. I, yeah, I, if we can just get off that already, yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, so I, you know, and I, th- I just think. Um, yeah, I it's this movie's good. It's definitely good. Mm. I I almost hate to complain about it because it is like so fun and it's so good. And Ant and May it does work. is fucking Yo, banging. He's actually like kind of the, like one of my favorite parts of this movie. And I didn't even like his movie. He's like one of the solo movies I didn't like. And I thought he was so well utilized in this. Spider Man? No, no, no Ant Man. Oh, Ant Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I said Ant May. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ant May was banging. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I know Ant Man was hot too, though. Ant- he was hot. Oh. Like, yeah, no. He's 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 that road hunk. I really thought they used him well. I thought this. they used oh, him well. Fantastic. I don't think they properly motivated him to be there, yeah. especially because the way he talks to Falcon, it seems as if the literal last time they ran into one <laughs> another was when they fought in uh-huh. Ant Man, and then it's like. And he's like, sorry about last time. You know, we went, it's like, wait, did you even have the conversation to get, get here? Or yeah. did you psychically show like, you know, But end, I also don't care. He's at there. At the end of the day, at the end of Ant-Man 1, he still needed a job. Yeah, so, yeah, like, that's I true. It. It, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fixed. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. It's, I want to say this about Spider-Man out, in so. terms of the thematic elements. They reworked the with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I paid attention to that But they said night. it in a way that a 17-year-old kid would say it. And he, and he I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but I'm going to get one key part of it right. Right. When he says, when you have abilities like I do, when the bad things start to happen, it's your fault. Yep, that's you know, exactly if what if you says. have the abilities that I do and you don't use them, when the bad... That's the part I want yeah, to get. When, when the, bad, the bad things. But it sounded immature. It was yep. very... Str- and it suggests that it, it weakens Tony a little bit because he starts to realize 
Captain America might be right. Mm-hmm. Whether he realizes that there are not, I don't know. I'd have to see it again. But it is a check to his ego. But it also suggests that I love that Spider Man is just there because he's going to get some cash. Yeah. But uh, it also shows that like Spider Man as a kid, uh, if given the choice and the full breadth of it, probably would have hopped on Capside. Right. Um, he's probably not old enough to necessarily understand the larger implications yeah. of it. But in terms of a of a scene that really functionally is shoehorned into the movie to advertise Spider-Man. Yep. I thought that by giving it that thematic tie, it, it makes it interesting. You know what I thought of right away when he said it to Tony? The, to me, the look that Tony responds to him with is like a knowing, this is why I'm asking you to be a part of this. Yeah. Because to me, what Spider-Man says to him, uh, what I, and I, uh, this is why it's like, oh, I wish that all of the movie was like this scene because he doesn't say out loud to him what he's thinking there. You just read it on his face. Yeah. And what he's I read, so good at it. what I read on his face was he's remembering the moment in New York when the skies opened up and a bunch of shit came down and almost leveled that city mm-hmm. and only him and his friends could stop it and he almost had to take his own life to actually well, stop it. Also in Ultron when he had the vision of everybody yep. dead and it occurred to him like, this could be my fault, but I'm also the only person who can stop it. What right. do I do? So I think when Spider-Man says that to him, he's he's basically hearing his own argument that he's been trying to make all along reflected back to him, but from a place that has nothing to do with guilt. And, and a place of innocence. Right. I and mean, that's Spider-Man what I mean. has done nothing exactly. yet. You know, Iron new. Man's is all from guilt. His is all from guilt. It all stems from who have I killed? Who is, you know, the oh, first, what have my weapons done? The first movie was all about what have my weapons done? All of his responsibility comes from guilt. He's hearing exactly his argument the argument he's been making that he needs to take responsibility for keeping people safe reflected back to him, but not from guilt, Mm -hmm. from just the sheer responsibility of, I can do this. It's the right thing to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is actually a moment that really, I think you're right. That is a moment that like kind of motivates him to be a little bit like maybe cap, not so wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because he's realizing like his place, where his responsibility lies and where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing he's lacking perspective on. And Spider-Man actually helps bring perspective to is why he feels this need to be responsible for everyone's safety. Absolutely. And so I think you're right. It's like that's why that scene suddenly becomes like functional in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because it really has some resonance to the yeah, it has some resonance to the story. You know it's really interesting that I thought they would explore and they didn't. And then I wonder, and the question you ask is, do we really want to devote time to explore this? Yeah. Iron Man. At one point, when they said, "Give us a suit," the government asked him, "Gary Shandling, rest in peace." Yes, you know, said, "You know, give us a suit," and his thing was just like, "No, I am Iron Man." Yep. You know, you do not control me. I have privatized uh, world peace, and it's funny that now with Alfred Woodard, uh, which that scene actually didn't work for me. Which saying one? Uh, when uh, you ki- my son died in oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sokovia. We saved the friggin' world. It, yeah. Get out of here. Well, but also it was weird. It was like you were just hanging out by the elevator hoping <laughs> yeah. that he would choose not to go back on stage and instead use the bathroom and then hang out by the elevator. So yeah. you could, a little weird. Yeah. But uh, I'm, that's a nitpick. But yeah. still, that, that scene just felt hammy. He he really earned it. And he does. She's yeah. a good actress. It, it works. Uh, but I, 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 the transition from you cannot control me, I trust that I know what's right and I will use the power properly, to maybe we should do this. Yeah. And, you know, though, now that I'm nitpicking it, I actually think maybe they did handle that right. I, because just... he did start to kind of say, like, listen, I know it's not perfect, but better now than right. later. Yep. Better yeah. they don't come hunting for us. So, you know what? I take it back. Now that I'm, I'm expounding just, upon it, it's working I'm, for me. And, and like... I actually agree with you on that point. I think that that is handled fairly well, actually. The way they transition Iron Man from a character who has staunchly been against what this movie is about to re- being what this movie is about. And you know? remember, Black Widow told him to screw off at the end of that movie, too. And then she becomes the same. She switches sides. She was at the right. end of, uh, you know, Iron Man. 
into or whatever. But I'll just say, um, I like I feel like between this and uh, at least um, it's like it, like, tangled up my courts. Like Daredevil, <laughs> yeah, Daredevil. Um, it, it feels like the Marvel movies are almost apologizing for the death toll of the DC movies, like mm. the nine eleven times fifty. That well, that was one thing in when movies. in Ultron they made a very very distinct thing Lifeboats, to show baby. to show lifeboats. Well, remember in the Hulk fight, yeah. yep. uh, the people in the phone booth, he like sets them down and all that. Yep. And and I remember because both of us were in the theater and we were like, that's the thing that it's, you only that, need that's to see one of them do it once and only you just buy once. all of it. You yeah. throw Captain America and into a bank and he hides a grenade behind his shield and it it starts right, to right. do that. And yeah. in the Civil War comic, like didn't, didn't like thousands of people die or oh, something? Yeah. And there was like a hundred kids or something. And this, it's a floor of a building, like a corner of a building, and it's mm. that's plenty. Mm-hmm. You yep. get it. That well, was a cool effect too. The, yes. yeah. the half exploded Frank Grillo into oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Into it. And I actually, I kind of like the idea, now that you're saying it out loud like that, that it's not this like huge world-ending destruction at the it's beginning like of It's like 20 people movie. died right. or something. But yeah, I, you're like, okay. Yeah. But I like the idea that what the movie is saying then is that that's how important life is, right? Mm-hmm. That right. even if, even well, if, if it's That 20, makes it more personal, too. Right. Um, you know, if, if if ten people I know die, that's going to affect me more than nine eleven did. Yeah. And logistically, it shouldn't. Yeah. But in terms of like the alteration of my behavior, yeah, it would it would have infinitely more impact. Yeah. And for Captain America to watch that happen, I believe that he would go. You know, he he started to have that thought too of who controls us, mm-hmm. but he had to weigh that. Yeah. Well, he has that great. God you know, damn it, he's so. I love Chris Evans. Oh, Captain he's America. amazing, man. Because fuck Captain America, just overall yeah. not interested. He's got no, me sold on him. How about that scene where he takes the helicopter and just just fl- oh, I was so like, good. oh, I'm gonna my, go back to the gym. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> thing. My favorite thing about that I'm scene. Drink some whey. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about that scene is that as the helicopter's pulling away, he's got his. It's gonna be hard to explain. Wait, without who was in the visuals. helicopter? Was that Bucky? Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. Bucky. Okay. He's he's got his one hand like sort of. Uh, uh, t- I don't know how to explain this without people being able to see me, but it's like you know he's holding. Everybody a, knows you're talking. He's about. holding a helicopter in one hand, and then the rail of a building in another hand and he's like flexing both of his muscles really hard yeah. mm. and then right in the middle of it he flips his hand over yes. yep. so that the flex can be more of like a classic bicep flex yep. it's my favorite thing in the you movie you know though when I uh, the other day I was walking my dog and yep. he was just yanking like crazy and I had to quick yep. flip the grip on the leash because my triceps were tired uh-huh. and I had to switch to the biceps it logically okay. made uh, sense you, in some weird you know, way. It's just <laughs> my favorite thing in the movie. I Thinking. love that. If I wrote that movie, at that point, he would have been like, Ugh! and then he would have just ripped in half slowly, <laughs> and then there would have been no Civil War. Here's Spider-Man a, just shows I up just, and swings around for an hour, and I'm just cheating. Thinking of that helicopter scene right now, I'm going to explain the Bucky-Cap relationship by just misquoting Hot Fuzz when he's talking about Point Break. About how he has to just shoot in the air because he loves him so much. Because you respect yeah. him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say loves him? Maybe I don't know. He it's just been a loves while. Loves him so much. <laughs> if it doesn't, that's one of those that I've remembered it better in my head. Yeah. I will say that that is, uh, and we're definitely doing Point Break soon because oh, yeah. I have a, a friend who wants to do that. That scene in Point Break where he busts his knee and then he screams while yeah. shooting is so unearned that it, it horseshoes around to being the most earned moment <laughs> yeah. in the history of cinema. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The, yeah, I, I loved that. I, they, they, they did enough of that kind of like big, silly stuff in this movie for well, me to enjoy he's, it. He's a big, big, beefy, just like oh, yeah. good guy. Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're shortly going to list our own Avengers teams mm-hmm. that we've created out of fictional characters. And Tom Hanks's character from Bridge of Spies almost made my list <laughs> because I connected with him the way that I do with Captain America and that it's like he is unshakably good. Yes. <laughs> he is absolutely unshakably good. Yep. Uh, 
He's not flawless, but he is always best intentions. Yeah. And that's that's Chris Evans' Captain America. It's oh, definitely yeah. that. Well, I I always my favorite thing Captain America has ever done, and I always reference this. It's my favorite line probably in any Marvel movie is in the Avengers when Thor first shows up, and Captain America's on the on yes. the Quinjet. Oh yeah, and she's like, and uh, Black Widow's like, you don't want to go out there. He's a god, and he says, "There's only one god, ma'am." And he wouldn't dress like that. Yeah, and then he leaps out of the plane, and it's yeah. amazing because it shows that he is a uh, just an old fashioned Catholic man. Yeah. He calls her ma'am because he respects people, and then he does what's right, even though he's yeah. about to fight a literal god. He leaps out of a plane to do it because he's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Applause, applause to you. So good. Mm. Applause to you, uh, Steve Rogers. <laughs> it, You're not supposed to trust someone with two first names. <laughs> I implicitly <laughs> trust Steve Rogers. Uh, I wanted to, to, to jump back to the uh, the because we didn't talk about this yet, but I, I think it uh, kind of plays into the just the 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 action filmmaking argument we were having. Uh, the stairway sequence, the mm-hmm. the fight in that stairway. Oh, it was like a magic eye puzzle. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, here's the thing: is it's kind of a. I really love the concept of that scene. Well, post the raid, yeah, and post Daredevil staircases to me is like. Yo, that's easy. Choreograph the shit out of that. Yeah, and it, uh, and the, all the ideas in it are great. I loved almost everything that happens in that scene. I love when Winter Soldier jumps off and then has to grab that one railing and then kind of swings down. on yeah. it. You yeah, know, that was cool. Uh, I love the way Cap just leaps like from sort of like level to level and then uses his shield to like crush a guy. And he's kind of comes down. People at the same he's time saving people. Yeah, yeah, like all that stuff was like really entertaining to me. But it is all shot and edited with that fucking crazy shaky cam. Yeah. It just edits around from angle to angle really fast. You and almost the shaky never cam would almost be cleaned up if you gave me cuts that lasted more than a second and yeah. a half. And I I don't know. There's it, just it, no grace. That should be one of the like really memorable scenes in the movie, I think, because it's got some of the most interesting choreography in the movie. It's a tight little space. It's like what the elevator sequence that I remember so well from Winter Soldier is. That scene could have been, and just oh, is not because of editing. That one, it would have been excusable to do quick cuts and yeah, shaky cam because it's, so it's claustrophobic, tight. and it's not. And the nope. camera is focused on showcasing the coolness of the choreography and the blocking, mm-hmm. whereas this one, like, you can tell that all that choreography is there, oh, yeah. but it's like, I guess if you watch an old Jackie Chan movie against a new Jackie Chan movie mm-hmm. where he's older and can't do yep. it, the old ones, uh, the camera work isn't as dynamic as it could be, right? but it's trusting the choreography and you watch them do this crazy stuff. They're just killing Jackie Chan. Yeah. But, but I mean, in the new ones though, real guns, quick cuts real quick because it hides his age based limitations. And here's a movie that is operating on no limitations. Right. They're the best in the biz are putting this together. There are absolutely no limitations at on any level of production. Uh, the only limitation is they couldn't get Spider-Man, and that's done. Yeah. There, there are no limitations. There's absolutely no reason to hide. And I, I don't know if they were necessarily hiding it. Like I said, it may have been Could've a been lack a of confidence yeah. or, or a misguided attempt to go big. Yep. But it ended up, to me, covering up so much hard work. I it, agree. It was very weird. I agree. It was like showing all your work uh, on a math problem but doing it in highlighter. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it just didn't, I don't know. And and it sucks because I, yeah, I wish it I had sound like I'm ragging on it, like but I just can't with, um, abide that shit. Uh, yeah. Like like Batrock the Leaper, yeah. more of that where it's just a full straight yep. on as they're just kicking each other. Yeah, the, you know, the from Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, the boat yeah. fight in Winter Soldier at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, long kicks him off a boat. Takes, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, and I and I will say this too that that tunnel sequence with the Black Panther oh, yeah. hanging on the back that that was actually the the worst for me in terms of all that 
because I couldn't tell what was going on. And there were a couple points, and this is going to sound so nitpicky, but I'm just going to say it because it drove me nuts, where the Black Panther was so clearly, completely digitally created yeah. Yeah. that he was actually like light gray, and you could see the <laughs> outline. And you have all of the money. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving my money to yeah. you. That is such a you 1997 also, problem. Come on. You also showed off an 18-year-old Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning of the movie that and it looked was insanely perfect. perfect. Yeah, it was crazy. It so looked like, like they employed a time machine right. to go back, grab him, and say, yeah. listen, you can be in this movie, and you know what? Maybe lay off lay off the coke. Yeah. Like, they could have done it. It's like, yeah. so why does Spider-Man look like a Gumby action figure through half of the yeah. action scenes then? You know what well, I mean? I got to say, I, I think Spider-Man was was pretty well he comes off well pretty captured well. throughout pretty the whole well. thing. Yeah. Black Panther is where I noticed it just because... His his design is a static color, yes. so it's very easy to see the seams. Yes. Whereas, like most of the other people, you can hide it behind the wings of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Falcon and, and yep. Spider Man and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I actually have quite literally zero complaints about anything involving Spider Man. Uh, actually, one of the best moments in the movie. It's in the trailer, and I love it because it's actually uh, a credit to uh, Sebastian Stan for the, his face in this sequence. Oh yeah, when he takes his winter shoulder and he punches at Spider Man, and Spider Man effortlessly catches it, and it's just like, oh wow, you have a robot arm. But he's just kind of twisting his arm around yeah, like nothing. Yeah. Bucky, who has never punched anything he couldn't destroy, yeah. has been caught by a child, yeah. and he's just looking at him like, "You got to be fucking kidding <laughs> uh-huh. me! It's that great. is insane! That's great!" And that is. That to you me captures a, all of Spider Man. Got a metal arm. Cool. Awesome. That is that is Spider Man to a T. And, and even Spider Man's exit, even though we do abandon him in Russia yes, alone, yes. we'll forget about that because we know in the post credit sequence he gets home. Uh-huh. But uh, I loved that it, where he's like, no, like Tony Stark takes responsibility. Yep. He checks his ego for a yep. second and says, no, you're not coming with. You're done. Yep. And then well, Spider Man, in typical Spider Man fashion, is like, no, no, I'm gonna come with. Uh, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Ow, I am done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great! That it is more Spider-Man than than ever, mm-hmm. and and I I didn't really care for these. I, oh, I actually liked the first amazing, amazing Spider-Man well enough. It's sure, not yeah. great. I liked it well enough. But what both of those movies captured for me was Spider-Man as Spider-Man. Yeah. The movie yeah. around it was not good, but Spider-Man as Spider-Man, quippy, young. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was there. Um, that's something that I think none of the Raimis, and I still think that Spider-Man Two is is my favorite Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, none superhero of those really movie, captured. Maybe, yeah. It's my favorite superhero movie, mm-hmm, hands yeah. down. Uh, it's my favorite Marvel movie, but it's not MCU. But whatever, they didn't capture. They didn't capture the the uh, precociousness of Spider Man. Right. None of them did. I, and there's there's moments of yeah, let the parents talk for a while, and he shows yeah, web yeah. on, on his face. But this one really captured that. And uh, Spider Man was always my favorite character, and now I'm older than him, so yes. I identify with him less. And so I really respect that they captured him as a younger person, Uh and I love that. But I'm also lamenting the fact that Spider-Man is no longer going to age with me. Yeah, yeah, And so I do have to let that go. Yeah. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, And I cannot applaud enough how they they showed without any sort of visual trickery his spider sense. Yep. That was awesome. That was great. Very impressive. They explained uh, his spider sense in a way that was a that that was a. Uh, what's the word? Like factually diegetic to the world. Oh yeah, uh, it it worked in that kind. Of, mm. They really nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you like that? I love that word. Diegetic. Yeah, <laughs> diegetic. That's great. My, it's very uh, diabetic to the world. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think my favorite moment in the movie actually is when uh, Hawkeye is 
lining his arrow up and he says, you ready? And then the camera pans down to the tip of his arrow and Ant-Man's on it and he goes, yeah, yeah, come on, arrow guy, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that line is so funny to me. And another one, and you, can, you can't see Paul Rudd's face, but you can hear his face when he's oh. got the mask on and the, your shield, Captain America? <laughs> yeah. and that, is, that is primo stuff. Stuff. Oh, you know what? I lo- I wanted to talk about this. I actually loved the way once they turned Ant Man into Giant Man. Mm-hmm. I loved the physics of that. The way oh, he yeah. slowly moved. It's uh, uh, it's relativity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I fucking loved that. I felt like that was like such a smart. I mean, it sounds dumb to say, but it's like yeah, you you just did a thing that I've been waiting kind of this whole movie for you to do, which is kind of like take a weird science fiction thing so seriously that I buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I felt, watching it a second time, this movie, more so than a lot of the other Marvel movies, feels impractical in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, we start with Iron Man where the whole point was let's make it as practical as possible. And now we're here where it's, like, not at all anymore. Oh, yeah, which I'm, vision. I'm totally yeah. fine with. Like, that's where we there. should be. We, I, I want to be gotten right. there. Right. They've, they've, they've naturally that, yeah. gotten us there. And I, I want to be there. But it did strike me because I was watching with someone that had never watched any of these movies before how fucking ridiculous oh, it all insane. is. It's, like, so it's insane. insane. No, but, like, even with that person, they're missing the weirdest part, which is already being which is friggin' Thor. Yeah. I remember yeah, back yeah. in the day, like, we're going to get a Thor movie. And yeah. then they incorporated him pretty believably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Still fucking insane to watch if you're not seeing any of this stuff before. Yeah. And I'm going to say this uh, when you looked at it the second time. Did you see the Bluth stair car? Oh, of course. That's all both that times. Is, that's the best. Yeah. We'll take the stairs. So, I love that line. Yeah. Anytime they use that. Oh, yeah. we'll take the stairs. We'll take the stairs. Take yeah. the stairs. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Overall, Did you guys see the, the Yumi and Dupree house? No, I'm just <laughs> I did really like this movie. I don't want to complain about it too much. I just, I, yeah. feel, I feel like in a especially, world, you know, especially because we we devoted a two and a half hour episode to like to like uh, uh, reluctantly defending Batman versus Superman, which is a wildly inferior movie to this. But one hundred percent is. But that's kind of why I want to make this point. Is just like if we're all collectively going to decide we can unfairly shit on Batman v Superman. I have to come over here and step on this side nah, and go, yeah, yeah. well, let's look at the legitimate problems that also fucking exist in this oh, yeah. movie. By by the nature of what we're trying to pull off here. Yeah, you know, yeah it, it exactly. Is, it's, it's, it's just Again, it's happening. like I actually don't want to undermine how impressive it actually is that they pulled this off as well as they did. I mean, it is it's awesome. It's really incredible what they did. That being said, if we are going to shit on the other one, let's take a fair look at this one because it's got some real fucking problems too, mm-hmm. I, th- I think. Yeah. I, I mean, my my big one is. Just I just that, enjoy uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, it's they they just sold it yep. better. Um, it to me like like when people are saying uh, like oh you know Wonder Woman it was just a commercial for her movie that is factual uh-huh. that is true. Yep. But Spider Man handled better, incorporated better, hundred percent. Just a commercial for the movie. One thousand. So the original the original criticism of she was just there as a commercial is now reduced to. I didn't like the tone of that. Yeah. Um, no, but I think there's a big difference between, hey, we're going to have a bunch of jokes and set up and have good writing for this character. That's what I'm saying, though. Versus, oh, hey, I got an email for four characters at once. Let's take a quick look. Oh, exactly. look at this. Well, I'm, but, I'm specifically referring to yeah. Wonder Woman versus Spider-Man is that the criticism wasn't that they handled her poorly. It's that they handled her at all. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to shit on oh, that, I did, I, then I, you I, I actually have to do that. I've, I've just... I've been in a lot of DVS-related fights. Yeah, I think people <laughs> and, uh, were a little too kind. Uh, well, you know, I, I I was reading different stuff, but um, to Wonder Woman, uh, you know, they kind of she just was kind of there. She, she was could, a commercial for her movie. Yeah. She didn't need to be D- there. Dan's really point is she's it. in one scene of a movie that's not about her, and so is Spider Man. They could both right. be extracted and give you the same movie. Yeah, there um, are there are unnecessary, 
wholesale to the oh, movie. Yeah. My watching. thing is that if you're going to sit there and go, it's it's the worst thing ever yeah. that she's there, not how she's handled or why she's there, right. just that she's there, then that same criticism absolutely must, must apply to Spider-Man. Yep. Now, if you say how she's there, why she's there, the tone of her being there, yeah. of course Spider-Man's better. They yeah. just did it better. Yep. But it nullifies so many criticisms of Batman versus Superman, which are valid. That is a mess of a movie. Yes. I enjoyed it, but it's a mess. Yes. So many criticisms through Civil War have been reduced to me to just not my style. I don't like that. Not my style. Yep. Which is totally valid. Totally fine. I just wish uh, that's what people said. I, yeah, exactly. I just and wish you'd be like, yeah, it brought not to the for forefront me. what I have been saying forever, and is that people wanted to hate that movie. Now, yep. is it hateable? Of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty fucking bad. I think and, I and think I, I wanted to like that movie, and I think it was just you're the made exception. Every wrong decision. There are so I many think people Wonder that Woman wanted okay, to hate it, but it, like she didn't. It, it was just there wasn't an it, there wasn't an action scene. It was just hey, let's fire a bunch of laser beams. Oh, uh, yeah. let's kill Superman perfunctorily. You know, it's just fucking. I no, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I just like I said, it's one of those where. I just think a lot of the criticism is valid, but a lot of it was fueled with wanting to see it fail. Yeah. Vice versa, a lot of the criticism for Civil War that you're not hearing is valid, but you don't hear because, like, we're on board. We want these things. Yep. We we don't collectively. We don't want the. We don't want this Justice mm-hmm. League movie. A lot of people don't. Right. We want the Infinity Wars. We yes. need them. We gotta have them. Right. And so we've lubricated our criticism. No, I want each. a freaking Justice League. I want a Justice League movie with the Justice League, not you know two hours of just. Lex Luthor hanging around. Oh, you know yeah. what I lament? That the first two hours of the Justice League movie are going to be just trying to get Superman back to life. Yeah, yes. right. yeah, I know. So shitty. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I still think that DC went the wrong way. They should have, because DC's animated movies are fucking titties, oh, and yeah. they should have just taken all of the money and just produced an incredible animated movie with good voice talent huh. and I, released it theatrically. Why not? Agreed. We're there. And th- and then you nullify any sort of we're aping uh, Marvel critique. You guys want to do our Avengers teams? Well, hold on, I was actually looking something up quick because I wanted to confirm that this was the you do case. That, I'm crack burr. Yeah, this was good, by the way. Blood Money Blood Orange India Pale Ale from Conchahawk and Brewing Company. Ooh. Very delicious. Oh. Uh, what I was looking up was, and I'm just going to confirm where Civil War currently sits. Um, I was looking up oh, like Rotten Tomatoes or yeah. Oh, okay, good. It, it, it's come down a little bit and become a little for a little more fair. Th- there was a point where like Jurassic Park was like ten percent behind Captain America: Civil War, and it occurred to me that while I do really like these movies, right, and I think they're really fun, and it's it's great that we all love them so much. For how unfairly critics treated Batman v Superman, in my opinion. I would argue that they're treating Civil War just as unfairly, just the other direction. Sure. Right? Like, in a world where I truth, I truly think Jurassic Park is, like, a great classic. It's a masterpiece. Right? Yep. Would you argue that any Marvel movie is is even, even close to that level? I would, argue, I would argue that nobody in their right mind takes Rotten Tomatoes seriously as a gauge. That's like taking IMDb scores as a gauge of where <laughs> my, movies My stand. coworkers are always like, dude, it's got an eight on IMDb. And I'm like, dude, I have a what? fucking boner. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Much agreed. In a world where it's uh, one of very few resources that collects the actual critical opinion and, and gives it a number, which might be arbitrary, uh, it, 
the point I was going to make is with these, with all the Marvel movies end up, not all the Marvel movies, a lot of the Marvel movies end up with these really, really high, nearly perfect like critic scores. And it occurs to me when you start looking at some of what I consider like much better, truly classic movies that end up having similar, sometimes lower scores. I think that that is evidence of what you're kind of talking about, Dan, which is just this cultural feeling that like, we're already committed. We already yeah, yeah. know we like this and we want There's this. There's a lot of variables, too, in predating the online of course, rating systems of in just the time that they've settled in. But I do think as well, though, like, there's there's a there's a hype. Yeah, we've there's, just... There's a, that's we, the thing. Put hype in, can make and break a movie. Yeah. And I think what we experienced with Batman versus Superman was negative hype. Yeah. Which we don't often see. No, now, right. like I said, nine out of every ten criticisms of that movie are fair. Yeah. Um... I, I overall liked it. I didn't love it. It's whatever. It yeah. should have been and could have easily been a million times better. But I think that there just was a lot of negative hype, um, even down to the the articles that came out beforehand of like, well, it's probably not going to do well in the box office. You don't fucking know that. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and those articles don't exist for any other movie in the history of time. Right. It's yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Now... I'm not now the the people that think that Disney's paying people to give reviews. That's, oh, that's just ridiculous. stupid. That's yeah. just that's conspiracy that's theory yeah. at its finest. But I don't know. It's, I, I truly think we've just collect- we're creatures of 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 pattern and habit. We go with the flow. Right. We you as know, a culture the flow is going towards Marvel. <laughs> we as a culture have put Marvel in a box that is its own box, distinctly separate from the rest of cinema. No, it's an earned box. Yeah. It's like we said before, like, do I want to trade any of this for a less connective world? Yeah. No, I what they're doing is 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 groundbreaking. I mean, they've right. they've quite literally changed the face of cinema mm-hmm. in in like a pocket of cinema in right. some type of way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But it is interesting that I I I do think we've sort of decided like we're gonna kind of rate these on their own scale. We're gonna rate them of themselves. You like, almost have to. Maybe I don't know though. I there to me. I still like. It's it. not fair, but it it's it's logical. Functionally, I don't, I don't think so necessarily. I, I I still go into them just as movies, and I want See, them to be good movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's 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 a luxury we have as cinephiles. Yeah. But when you think about the broad-minded people that that not broad-minded, that sounds awful. That <laughs> yeah, makes yeah, me yeah, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. When you just think about the the broader audience. Yes. Yeah. Um, that aren't the the unable to be pleased nerds that we all are. Right. Right. Um, you know, we got to own up to that. That's who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, people outside of that box don't really see they don't have a concept of cinema and right. i'm sweeping my arms in big yeah. parentheticals for people at home as i do that you know they don't think of it that way so it's just they're happy with just brand management yeah you know? right and so well that's uh, but i, I think you it's know, fair to judge it the way that you're saying i yeah. think it's right to judge it the way yeah. that you're saying but i think in practice there's value in in judging it in that box. Yeah, I just I'm sitting here like on a on a podcast that to some extent is meant to be like a critical opinion of it. Absolutely. So it's like I I am going to critique it as a critic, not as a fan. Absolutely. As a fan, yeah, it's like it's a four star movie. Mm-hmm. As as a critic, it might be a two star movie. It's like it's sure. it doesn't quite yeah. hold up for me. Um, but I this that, is that's a, the point I want to make. Is I'm that, not going like, to go back and revisit this. Like you want to see a great flick? Right. No, no, I'm going to revisit. I'll it watch like, the oh, Did you like Winter Soldier? Did you like Civil War? Let's yeah. watch them. You yeah. know, this but is, it's not going to be a diehard you know it's not gonna yeah, be, yeah this is not jurassic park it's oh this is like maybe my this is one of my favorite episodes yes, of the, right, the yes. mcu precisely right. yes yeah that uh that i can get that i totally get on board with and i think that that actually really does well illustrate what i'm talking about this idea that we've all gone like yeah this is its own thing and of that thing i love this chapter which right. is cool that's fine you know what i mean like i i they're you're both very right that that's valid 
I just, um, I don't know, it's weird. Well, that's the curse of being a cinephile, is we have to. It's just weird to me that, like, so many uh, critics are, are, are also viewing it through that lens when it's like, isn't this like what we all have kind of? This is what we like to do, right? We're critics. Like we, this I, is, I honestly, I think Civil War would get more of a fair shake if Batman versus Superman had been fun. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it, yeah. like, it was. It just like, yeah, it, oh, it's I, a much I, more I brooding like, movie, which and, is and weird no, because Civil War is dark, it's but it's fun. Just, yeah, it, it, like it's trying to be you know Nolan level brooding and so it's trying to be its own thing, but more comic booky. But it just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, and but the. You know, conversely, it's got way to, more stuff. It looks a million times better. We're looking at a Marvel almost but, ten years in the making of yeah. this MCU. We're looking at DC; they're just starting. They just, yeah. You know, they're trying to find their foothold now. But again, the argument succeeding? is. But, but again, the argument is no. This is what the eighth Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. And the but in terms know, of building the X, universe, like people know Batman versus Superman. You can't compare Batman and Superman to Black Panther and. You know. mm, yeah, but by by your argument, oh, you, I just you, lost. Uh, yeah, no, audio. no, we're still going. We're good. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, we uh, by your oh, argument, we, we are. Um, uh, I lost that. Uh, Thirteen lost in, uh, in yeah, Iron Man mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, no, uh, what I was going to say is like fifty movies into Marvel because there have been there there have been X Men movies, there have been a bunch of Spider Man movies that are not part of the MCU. Even Steel is a fucking Marvel movie. Howard the Duck Steel, is a Marvel not, movie. Are you kidding me? Steel's DC. Uh, oh right, yeah. Uh, oh, that, that's God. the best. That's, Are you kidding yeah. me? Steals DC. You're right. That's the, <laughs> that's the fake <laughs> Superman Stumped. movie. You're right. Door slam. You're yep, right. Yep. I forgot. Oh, uh, we got Spawn. The, Jesus uh, Christ. This is... um, the, and there's like a. That's okay. Uh, yeah. When when's the Image Extended Universe happening? Right. I just <laughs> no. The Valiant one is definitely coming. Out, really? So, yeah. 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 Uh, but Wait. that you know, by the by the argument that we've had eight Batman movies, we've had like thirty Marvel movies before we even got to the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that. Yeah, I mean, this is the sixth Spider-Man movie or yeah. sixth movie featuring Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so, th- but uh, or maybe that makes your argument more valid. We've had fifty years worth of Marvel movies to build yeah. us to caring about them this much. I do care about them. I think that's the most lovely thing of all of this is that yeah. whether you were predisposed to love or hate any of these movies, the fact that we're here uh actually if you I, I posted it on facebook did you read the article that drew mcqueenie from hit Fitz, hit fix wrote oh yes. that said like why are nerds yeah. fighting over this shit like yeah. we won we won yeah. we won yeah. right yeah the, the most mainstream thing in the world right is now us. is superheroes fighting each yeah. other like whether it works for you or not we won yeah and i think that civil war being such a huge success and a huge talking point yeah. and even batman versus superman being uh, a, a monetary success and a huge talking and point, talking if point. not a critical yeah. success, is is generally a success for yes. what we're doing. You know, that's uh, cool. Yeah, it's, I, I think mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, and I, I am like genuinely excited to see uh, what they do next because, like, mm-hmm. I I actually kind of love the the really the the end 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 of this movie because I kind of think. You know, they just announced that they're not going to call the next movies Infinity Wars anymore. They're going to give them their oh, own yeah, distinct yeah, titles. And I got a good feeling one of those movies is going to be called Secret Avengers. Cool. Because that is a comic book series uh, where, and they've done, they've handled it a couple of different ways, different times. But the idea is they're like an, an underground team of Avengers. They're mm-hmm. Avengers that the whole world has sort of decided has like written off. And I feel like the way the movie ended was Steve writing this note, like, if you need us, you can find us. Yeah, I yeah. think Steve is going to establish the Secret Avengers. I'm into that. Oh, I'd be down. With you know what I would love for Infinity Wars two to be called? Fast Ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh and my God, they yeah. team up with the family. Yep. Yo. The family. Yo. 
Yeah. The family's driving those uh, those cars that Coulson drives in the oh, first yeah. episode yeah. of uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the hover cars. Did you, you never just... turn your back on Avengers, <laughs> even when they turn their back on you. Please tell me you just spoiled all five of your Avengers list. No, no. Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, Hobbs, uh, The Rock, yeah. uh, d- he was the toughest cut from my Avengers Ooh. list. Uh, him and, and Martin Riggs from Lethal <laughs> Weapon were tough. Do you guys want to do yeah, this? Yeah, let's do that. So we decided in lieu of doing a list this week, we would all assemble a five-person uh, five team based on other film characters probably non-superhero i think was the unspoken agreement to make our own avengers team now i've cheated and have a sixth avenger which will be my nick fury Uh so if you feel like adding one in there so as a warm-up i'm gonna share uh my my lovely girlfriend submitted one to me and asked if i could read it on the air please this will give you a taste for what we're doing so her five avengers would be beetlejuice love it uh, Scar, uh-huh. R.P. McMurphy, that's Nicholson in um, Cuckoo's Nest, uh-huh. uh, Elizabeth Salander, which is a uh, 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 dragon tattoo, mm-hmm. uh, Zelda, and then her Nick Fury would be RuPaul, presumably wearing a sequined eye patch. But uh, that, that's <laughs> me. so that's what we're doing here. But I think what we should do, since I, she's not here to justify her choices yes. and what their functions are, we should get into some of that. Um, does anyone want to kick it off? Should we do them one at a time, or do you want to do the whole Wait, list? Just real quick. Can, oh, they can't be superheroes, but they can have powers, right? Certainly, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, because yeah. I didn't want. I didn't do five. I no, would I say that one. that one and a half of mine have powers. I, I, I like. I got like good four of them that have powers. Now, a couple of them, I guess, I could put in ooh as a surrogate for an Avenger. Like I have someone who I think would probably be my Hulk. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I don't, you know I, who was almost my Hulk and I cut was Reagan, the little girl from The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, I wanted awesome. her to be my Hulk, but she's not on the list. I love that. Do, well, do, should we do them all at well, once yeah. or one at a time? I, I want to do the. I want to do mine all at once. Oh well, then but, kick it off. Because uh, mine uh, just turned out to be the uh, the the John Vengers. I got John McClane, John Wick, John Rambo, John Kimball of Kindergarten Cop, and John Bluto Blutarski uh, to to bring me some comedic relief. He's your Hulk. <laughs> He's my Hulk. Uh, yeah, so I just went with cinematic Johns. Oh, uh, right McClane, Wick, Rambo. Uh, McLean was actually one that I cut for a couple reasons. Why? Because McLean in Die Hard One, yeah. the purest McLean, yes. I don't want on my team because he's flawed, and that's why I love him. Oh right, yeah. McLean from Die Hard Four, I do want because he's he can a grimace a missile out yeah. of the sky. But at the same time, like, do I want to define that man as McLean by putting him in my list? Yeah, absolutely not. Oh man, I, uh, I. What sucks is that I wrestled with that yeah. stupid shit. For you know, so you long. know what it was. I read I, him off again. Read him off again. He, well, he was my first name, and I and and he was the first one I thought of because I would have to me. You have to have McLean because he's like the MacGyver that you need on a team, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he's the guy that can think through these situations. I have a replacement for can. McLean that became my MacGyver. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Wick, right? Uh, Wick was a tough cut. Right? I had Wick on until the very he's, last round. He's got some tactical mastery. He outlasted Riggs. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Uh, tactical mastery there, right? John Rambo, because, uh, listen, I just I really wanted to get Sylvester oh, Stallone yeah. on my team somehow. Rocky almost made mine, yeah. but then I realized that right now he's battling cancer. Probably Ooh. not time to save the world. Yeah, I mean, when I really started to think about it, Rambo probably wouldn't work that well with others. Well, he might work if you had a foreign mission where the bad guys are a slightly different color than him. Because they'll just turn him into exploding That's bags true. of blood. <laughs> Uh, John Kimball, John Kimball, because that was the way I could get a John on my team that was played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fair yeah. enough. It's this. It, it, we could call that your just whatever Shield is called because yes. they wanted to spell Shield. You wanted a John. <laughs> yeah. You wanted a John. And uh, yeah, I got my Hulk. I, I definitely Pluto. got one of those. I got. I got one of those. Huh. Got my. All right. Comedic relief Hulk. Uh, wait, do you want me? Uh, you save. You're the actual host. Save you for last. All right. 
Fair enough. Let's hear this. Oh, do you, you have a you, Nick Fury? Do you, you have a Nick Fury? I don't have a Nick Fury because I'm trying to think of another John that could be Nick Fury. Give okay. Me, give me. Anybody got one? Uh, Lennon. Movie, John, John Lennon. Oh no! Give me a movie, John. 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 Uh, John. Who? Who else is John? John Jones, Martian Manhunter. No. Um, Johnny Quest. Uh, Johnny Carson. John. Johnny Carson. Uh, yeah, I don't know. John Smith from Pocahontas. There we go. Not bad. I ha- I have a John on my list, but you can't have him. Okay, <laughs> he's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. John Carter of Mars. That's my answer. Oh, good. Yeah, answer. That's actually no, not that's a, bad a good answer. one. All right, all right. Um, ooh, all right. He's making cuts. Last minute cuts. Nah, I'm gonna keep him. But uh, all right, let's go for number five. I got. Uh, uh, I hope none of these steal from you. But um, I got Gary Johnston, who's that? Uh, uh, Master of Disguise. World's best actor slash marionette from Team America World Police. Oh, yo, yeah. nice. Awesome. Let's make things interesting. Durka, Durka. Yeah. I can't outact Alec Baldwin. <laughs> He's the greatest actor who's ever lived. <laughs> yes. I want to just go for another hour and just keep quoting you. Okay. Uh, number four. Kyoto. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam Wheat, aka Ghost from Ghost. Oh wow! Oh, one of those just, uh, just the most. I will say, Bodie almost made my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Bodie gotta have a Swayze. Uh, That's Bodie a good point. Da- uh, oh, 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 yeah, Swayze. Yes. Um, Roadhouse. Uh, no, Point Break. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna uh, keep farting uh, between my ghost, words. Ghost, such a. Such I had a... falafels for lunch, guys. <laughs> they're made of chickpeas, which means they're made of farts. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ghost, just the most probably the most basic bitch movie that's ever existed, but I just love. That's I love a great that movie. movie. It's so good. It's so. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> okay. Some uh, Righteous Brothers for uh, you. Uh, number three, which is my fuck you. They're on the list because I wanted them on the list. And you know what? I'll, I'll make a defense. If you want me to defend this, fine. Rocky Balboa. I yeah. want I want Rocky Balboa to be an Avenger. He was he I was close. Care. I was gonna I was gonna like I was gonna do. Uh, Rambo. I was gonna do Marion Cobra Cabretti. Uh, but and I was Balboa, like, you know what? Ooh. I stopped fucking around. Balboa's Rocky like Balboa. your Captain America, right? Yeah, like he's, he's yeah, just committed. Yeah, sure. He's you fucking committed. Him. Yeah, and he injects himself with serums that give him muscles. <laughs> so it is. It is accurate. Yeah. Um, number two, Christine, the haunted car. Oh, oh man, that's an awesome good fucking answer. choice. Now, Christine from the book with the skeleton driver, or Christine from the movie driver. Oh, I haven't read the book. I. This is just something that I know from a friend of mine who told me. Now, now, a lot of yeah. these... Uh, you it's kind of spooky when you yeah. think about it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll just cut you off. But, uh, no, please. <laughs> um, with Christine, with Sam, and with this next guy, you have to kind of retcon them. Like, it cut out the end where they die slash lose their pack. Well, Sam, uh, at, the end of, at the end of Ghost, he goes to heaven, and that doesn't exist. It's just hell. So <laughs> yes, we'll just fair, put that fair. into the Marvel Universe. You know, it's just Mephisto or whatever. So he finds that out. He's stuck on Earth. That goes with this next guy, my last guy, John Malkovich. From being John Malkovich. Oh, oh. good, good but, Avenger. But you specifically want that John Malkovich, the not, one that's not, like kind know, of going Catherine insane. Not and yeah. uh, Cameron Diaz's daughter or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. want him that you can still go into his head. Yeah. And he just doesn't want to be an Avenger, but they're like, sorry, dude. You know, Imagine a world where John Malkovich goes into the John Malkovich head and everyone's a Malkovich and he has to fight them. <laughs> yes. Would watch. Yes. They'd be like like the Matrix with the, the big Agent Smith fight yeah. there from <laughs> the, the Matrix Reloaded. But they'd all just be saying Malkovich. Isn't that kind of the plot of the one? Yes. yes. I love yeah. the, the literal plot Wait, of the, the one. one had is a that plot? What? It had Jason Statham with hair. That yeah. sounds like a plot to me. Oh, yeah. uh, it was basically Jet Li kicking other Jet Li's asses, and with each one he dispatches, him and the rest get collectively stronger yeah. until the two strongest Jet Li's remain to fight. Yeah. Which 
technically should end in a stalemate. Yeah. If the science of the movie is correct, <laughs> it should end. It's a pretty right. cool concept. All I'm right, so say. I'll go, yeah, I was John Malkovich, Christine, Rocky Balboa, Sam Wheat, Gary Johnston. I'll, I'll leave off my uh, my Nick Fury. No, who's now. your Nick Fury, please? Doc Brown. Yo, uh, Doc Brown was was a was a considered one. Yeah. My problem with having him as my Nick Fury is that Doc Brown only accidentally succeeds. He consistently hey, he accidentally succeeds. He freaking built a time machine at a nuclear party. I'm mostly impressed that he still... built an ice machine in the old west. Hey, uh, what does Nick Fury do? He fires a missile launcher. Yeah, you know? yeah. he does have a uh, cool Doc SUV. Brown do that. So okay, here's my here's my uh, five. I've got Hermione Granger. Ooh. She replaced Harry Potter because she's like more sensible. <laughs> um, I got Beatrix Kiddo. She's my she's oh, my. Oh, right. Now you make me feel bad. Oh, I don't have one yeah. woman. I have I have just those but two. Yes. My Hulk is Chev Chelios of oh, the oh. Crank movies because you can't kill him. They nope. keep saying he's gonna die, but you can't kill him. Well, people will just keep giving him new hearts. Yep, just give him new things like yeah. oh, this time he's got to be on fire or else yeah. he'll die. Yeah. You know, Wood Watch. Yo, that would be crank, crazy. Crank uh, high on fire or something. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. <laughs> um, uh, Ethan Hunt of the Impossible oh, yeah. Mission yeah. Task Force. You know, I actually uh, thought about putting Rebecca Ferguson from uh, oh, Rogue yeah. Nation on. She has the uh, super powered neck breaker legs. Uh-huh. Ooh. You can break my neck with those any day of the week. Hottest thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, Ethan Hunt will not leave without that briefcase. Like, <laughs> he will get the job done. And then um, my, my Captain America is actually, uh, once again, revisiting Tom Cruise, but Jack Reacher. Ah. Um, yeah, of course. He replaced my John McClane. And then my Nick Fury is Frank Reynolds from It's Always <laughs> yes. Sunny in Philadelphia. He's uh, he's in charge of the whole thing Listen, because he'll get it done. He, he knows how he to... can finance it. He's He knows a guy. He knows he how has to put a, guy a plan for cat together. Eyes. It might be a terrible plan, but he knows how to put a plan together. He always succeeds. Yeah. He's the one that always, <laughs> that always pulls it off. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you saw the Being Frank episode yet. where he just dips in and out of it. Yeah. Even then, when he's just high and has literally been told that he's dying of a disease <laughs> by a doctor, he still accidentally succeeds. That's Frank incredible. Reynolds. I think, I'm pretty sure that episode out hardcore to Henry. Uh, oh, yeah. Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that is my adventures. I, I did it. just barely leave off uh, uh, Major William Cage from Edge of Tomorrow. Just oh. to keep that uh, Tom Cruise going. I, li- I like that, too, because that's like the version of Tom Cruise that hasn't decided he's already the best. He's yeah. still learning. Yes. Well, that's why I chose Jack Reacher's, because he is painted as... Uh, he's, he's a human. We agree that <laughs> yes, he is, yes. he's a human, but <laughs> I've read two of the books, and I've seen the movie, and I, they were all great. But the one thing that I love about Jack Reacher is he fills my McLean hole <laughs> uh, now that we're not making good movies, because he just... Like you, you know he's gonna do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you know that no matter what happens, he's gonna get out of it. Like especially because there's like 25 books. Yeah. So I was I was reading the second book and I'm like, what's he gonna do? Well, whatever it is, it's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. And it's just successful. So you know, I'm like into that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you want to talk a little X Fest before we get out of here? Certainly. Do you certainly. have a little energy for that? Absolutely. Yeah. So X Fest is a yearly event put on by Exhumed Films. They yeah. are a somewhat local uh, film exhibition uh, company, we'll call them, mm-hmm. that specializes in uh, film prints of old movies. Uh, most specifically exploitation movies, but they also will dig up like we saw Starman, yeah. you know things like that. We, we and, went to uh, see what Star Trek Three together. I think Star they had Trek Three. They're, they're exhibiting the original theatrical prints of the Star Wars trilogy. Yep. So they they pride they, themselves they, on. They, uh, they yeah, it might, yeah, it might be the special edition. That's fine too, but uh, yeah, I don't think you can show the original, which I'm hoping. I will for, say but, they yeah. they showed the original Empire at their Christmas party, but they weren't allowed to announce it because yeah. then Ooh. it became it was just a secret screening for free with donation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have that print. Yeah, um, that does exist. Um, 
but that's Ooh, what they do. And sick. every year, oh no, I mean that's it's fine because they didn't yeah, charge for it. Yeah. It's, it, it yep. was having people over for dinner. Yep. Um, so every year they do X Fest, which is a twelve-hour, eleven to eleven uh, exhibition of old, uh, not necessarily out of print, but difficult to find. 35 millimeter or 70 millimeter or whatever depending on what it is uh film prints of old exploitation movies yes and so the three of us were there this year and it was uh it was cool i, uh, loved I don't know it. who wants to start i loved it i, I, I well, actually garrett had the most magical beginning to yes, it i did because so they they nice. raffle off prizes and at his first x fest specifically right at the moment that you cracked open a a I, hoagie i opened a sandwich uh, it was like they called out his ticket number and you had a mouth phone you went oh it's me yeah. and so yeah what'd you win i won a uh an escape from new york poster but it's like one of those unique art prints was that, it a like, mondo i i think it I must think be mondo, I, I didn't yeah. look at it but i i didn't look that up yet but and I it was think like one of like 30 or it's just like, like a some really real limited, limited print. mondo print very very it's fucking so cool sick too yeah really really cool stuff uh i i thought x fest was a ton of fun i don't think we even need to talk about every movie necessarily I'd like to mention mm-hmm. them all but um I don't know, just kind of loosely talk about like um, what we like, didn't like, that kind of thing. Actually, I want to pull up because I did a I did a an article for uh, Cinadelphia on X Fest and why I think it's it's a cool thing. And and uh, you know, I, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to quote myself. I'm just going to go yeah. on this. The coolest thing to me about X Fest is that nowadays, in in modern days, we don't we don't use film. We use digital, and it's a good thing because. You know, you can do a take a hundred times and it costs no more. Yeah. You know, it, it it as long as you have the hours for your for your crew, right? It you can do a hundred and fifty takes of a hundred and fifty things, and if you don't like it, you can do a hundred and fifty more times. It's not gonna cost you anything. So very rarely, short of just uh, you know, time, do we see a movie that makes creative decisions based on limitations. Mm-hmm. And exploitation films, by definition, transcend their limitations by being a little hokier, mm-hmm. using a little lighter special effects, and being exploitative. Yeah. Just because even if the movie's not good, if we throw some titties on screen, yeah. we'll get... But, uh, for real, you'll that's get butts, butts and, and seats. seats. Yeah. You show some karate, that's going to get a couple extra butts, butts in the seats. seats. And when you are spending money on film, butts and seats is that much more that's important. It. And so watching X-Fest, where you're watching you know, just crazy... You know, just a variety of different styles of movies. The one thing that they all have in common is that they make concessions for getting butts in seats, uh, financial limitations, time limitations, but they're forced to use their MacGyver-like creativity to transcend that and create something. And in hindsight, 40 years later, those things that were made out of just necessity as opposed to as opposed to having free reign over creativity, limitation-based necessity has created modern-day tropes yeah. and modern-day things that we all love in film. And that's why it's so important to go watch something at X-Fest or go watch these movies because, yeah, they're not necessarily good. Right. But you see something and go, that's where that came from? Yeah. Oh, and they did that just because... You know, because that guy died in a stunt, right. so we couldn't use him anymore, so we had to cut it. You know, oh, we did that because we wanted to cater to a black audience. We did that because we wanted to make it more titillating for a midnight art. Like, all of these things have gone and morphed into mainstream stuff. And when you go back and see how important that is, it, it just adds a value to the cinematic experience. I agree. On top of that, seeing it in a room full of hooligans that just are on the same page as you reminds you why, like, in a world where we can watch everything on an iPad, where we can watch everything on a phone, and all exhibition is good, you know, that's a good thing, there is value 
in seeing it in a more concert like collective experience. It's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, not you hold only on that, to that, like the the exploitation elements of it, these specific movies they showed, like you know, to varying degrees, no one is gonna see these movies yeah. either ever or on the big yeah. screen or like they're artifacts. A lot of these are like what like I would you know they no probably never even got this. like a, a VHS release. Well there's you know? no yeah, market yeah. to to make a transfer. No. There's no market to take Johnny Firecloud and make a transfer. Yeah. So I'd I buy think it. there would be. Johnny Firecloud is one thing. Some of them... Wonder Women is definitely never getting released no. anywhere no, for I any reason. No, I think that's reason. actually one of the more well-known ones, I thought. For it real? Really? People were praising that print. Oh, that man. I, I mean, it was a beautiful print, and I really liked that it still had Spanish subtitles yes. hard-coded yeah. onto it, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I, that was my least favorite of the I, bunch, I, I think. I think the, uh, what was the, the Klaus Kinski? Oh, uh, oh, Salt in the Wounds. Wounds. Salt in the Wounds was very interesting, but that's the kind you of know like, what, That one was the that. weakest, but in hindsight, I think on it fondly. Yeah. It's weird. You don't, No, but yeah, same thing. You just the, you get them in you and then like uh, you know as time goes on i think the one that probably has the least market but seemed to be appreciated the most was uh was inside this? amy yeah that oh, was I my favorite that. because that to me was just a legitimate good yeah, movie i really love especially movie. in modern days when we're having this discussion just about gender politics yeah. and film that one was like surprisingly progressive it was yeah. like pretty cool oh man i my favorite thing about it was like like looking some of these movies up later and finding out that inside amy was written by a woman but it was directed by a man and it was called uh, so the the movie was <laughs> written by a woman as inside amy and we got to see it under the title inside amy but the man that directed the movie and the movie that got released to audiences was called swingers massacre yep. yeah. which is interesting because that is what i'm saying in terms yeah. of inside amy that doesn't put butts in seats mm -mm. swingers massacre puts oh, a couple yeah. extra butts in seats uh, same thing with Fight for Your Life. Yes. That one had a different title, hard-coded into the print. It was um, called... Um, oh, oh shit. Now what did they call it? Um, it's a title for something else, actually. Yeah, something yeah. else has already called this. Um, oh. e either way, though, but it was yeah. one of those, like, Fight for Your Life sounds good, but it was another one of those, like, just a more grabby yep. title. Oh, staying Alive. Staying Alive, staying yep. Alive. yeah. Yep. Staying Alive. Staying Alive is the electrified sequel. <laughs> yeah. Electrified sequel. I wrote directed for <laughs> Stallone. Uh, Fight for Your Life was crazy. That was that cool. Was insane. I kind of like Fight for Your Life. I, I thought it was really life, interesting. Yeah. I, I love the. Uh, I gotta know, say, I was pretty deep in my scotch at that point. Uh -huh. Yes, I was feeling good. But uh, yeah, that that was a. Uh, I, I don't think it quite lived up to the expectations that they prefaced with the, the most like, vile. This movie is gonna fuck you up. Made. But in terms of like those exploitation films, it was good. No, yeah. Yeah, like for certain people that are more sensitive oh, if to I was, racial epithets. I would say if I was a, if I was like, a colored man, I would feel much more upset well, about it. it we're just, you know... I'm a privileged white male yes, from suburbia. Yes. We, of course are, I'm not going to react yeah. to that in a, I didn't in a more uh, flippant but way. But I'm just saying 90% of the dialogue in that movie was the N-word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, but I mean, yeah, yeah. But 90%... It, it leads you to the point where I can't wait to see these guys die. And uh, as people who love Quentin Tarantino, we're used to it. You know, yeah, yeah. But that's what I was just going to say. I mean, he that guy makes movies where there's a lot of N-words that make tons of money. I don't think that yeah. uh, that is necessarily... But still, though, it's, it's one of those where... I see it, why they... The utterance the of that word more. isn't going to spark me the way that it... It oh, would I agree with for that. someone who who can understand that experience. Hundred percent agree with that. Uh, but uh, the movie also frames it so well, which is just that yeah. they are clearly the villains of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like to me, what is so funny is that movie has this reputation of being the most racist film ever made. Yeah, yeah. and there's a distinct difference between a, the movie being racist and the movie depicting racist characters. Yeah, say, this right. one isn't racist. It condemns racism. 100%. It's just that if if you're if you're 
you know, a red flag triggered, that's oh, yeah. going to be a thing. 100%. I mean, but it does have like a nine-year-old boy getting the N-word screamed at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a little different from, you know, Samuel L. Jackson or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, but let's talk about the hero of the night, Zapped. Yo, yes. Zapped was so fun. Zapped is this crazy, cheeky 80s sex comedy yep. that's that's kind of a weed movie, yep. but not. Right. It's kind of like your your eighties rape comedy, but not. But, not. Yep. but it's it's Scott Bayo gets telekinesis and discovers that he has a wealth of powers that can help someone ascend the high school social ladder. So what he does is he uses it to remove women's shirts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's it's essentially wild. the plot. Yep. Uh, and it is And Scatman Crothers is there. That is okay. Actually, you... it's his fault because he spills the juice uh-huh. when he's trying to get drunk at work. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I really enjoyed this movie, but everyone right now, I already looked it up. You can find it on YouTube. Look up you Scatman Carruthers on weed in Zapped. Oh, oh yeah, he yeah. has the fantasy about. Oh, it's it? one of the that greatest. Was, he things. likes what salami. salami. Yeah. yeah. All I could think of was the first episode of Bob and David. Yes. With yep. the uh, you can't eat salami yeah. anymore. This isn't a show, Mister. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. Uh, boy, this, did I really enjoy that. Yeah, that was such a great. Like it, you, everybody was screaming, laughing. Like, oh, this yeah. has such a reputation as like the worst of the big '80s teen. Yeah, and I thought sex it was, and, and it was not as bad as Porky's or Revenge no, of the Nerds. No, it was Nerd. one of the better ones. Animal too. House. No. It's the type of movie that if I watched that alone, it would have been insufferable. Yeah, probably, but in a room actually. full of people that are all having a good time, like just insufferable in terms of like this is fucking stupid. Is like dumb. I don't think I'd be offended yeah. by it because yeah. it doesn't mean enough to right. be offensive. Right. It's it's just. But it's a relic of another time, which is important. Yes. And watching it in a room full of people that are all viewing it as such. In that, yeah. It becomes this this transcendent, enjoyable experience yeah. where everyone's just it going We're in. Wild. We're on board. Also, I wanted to bring this up. That movie is sort of like the proto-movie nerd movie. They made so many references to other movies really directly yeah. in ways in, that in we... weird ways that didn't work. Like. Well, uh, also, but in ways that we didn't really start doing collectively as, like, moviegoers and makers and audiences until, like, a decade later. Mm. That's become, like, a real thing that we do a lot, you know? Like, reference like other movies. did it, but Airplane. certainly right. not as... It but, felt like but kind of not as, show, as directly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like, Airplane is, is a mockery sort of, like, of, of a genre and of, and of movies. Well, it is also a direct parody exactly. of Airport 76. Yep. This is like they literally sort of like recreate scenes from other movies. Mm-hmm. There, they, they, there's the carry scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do that right, Star Trek yeah. scene in the beginning, uh, where he's like, he has that that fantasy where he's on the deck and he's like mm. the captain or whatever. He keeps having. There's all these like direct movie references that I don't think they were really. I don't think that that sort of like movie nerd oh, who is, loves this movies is way this much. Family guy, yeah. yeah. It, uh, you know, like because I think like Clerks is like where that becomes like this big cultural phenomenon where movies start sort of inversely referencing movies and that becomes a joke in a movie is just making a joke about a movie that already exists you right. know is 10 15 years before all of that I, it's got to be one of the early versions of that i was i just was surprised by that and i think we should touch upon the fact that at no point during the movie does anyone ever get zapped with anything that's like, there's yeah. no zapping <laughs> going on there's there's not an ounce of zap nope. But uh, it's like gassed. Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed Spilled. that movie. My, it, uh, it's a ton of fun. I love that the uh, the the prom band is Rick Ocasek and the Rick Ocasics. That's uh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, my other highlight of the night was Bare Knuckles. I I I don't know that Bare Knuckles will hold up if I watch well, it again. Well, that had a very dull middle act. Yes, but. That first act where he, he spontaneously shit. plays flute yep. in his I'm a cool 70s guy montage. And he seduces and he goes, a woman with a bag of pizza. He goes yeah, to the gym in his jeans. 
He, he wears jeans at the gym. Yep. That was a big thing, though, was in the 70s because it was like the immediate post-Bruce Lee thing. Yes. And that's another thing that happens at X-Fest a lot is white boy kung fu. Oh, yes. But part of it is there's this spiritual element that yeah. in America we weren't necessarily in touch with. And so our heroes all had this, like, like when he's doing this montage of what he does every day, part of it is a single, maybe like five seconds of him just playing some flute. Yeah. Um, but then it ends. That movie ended with one of the finest, <laughs> most just brutally nonstop car chases uh-huh. this side of French Connection. It is nonstop. It's and then crazy. it ends in a bridge fight yep. with people dangling. Good stunt it work. Awesome. It's Bare Knuckles was legit. It was pretty cool. I'd say that the guy in Bare Knuckles was a brooding uh, Detective Greenberg. Yes. he was Who almost made my Avengers. Oh, uh, and he Greenberg should Greenberg was very yeah. close, but... I just can't have anyone in my team that's from Cody Island. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I did want to bring up the other thing that I loved about Bare Knuckles because I kept forgetting this when I was telling people about it. And then I would be like, you know, six minutes into talking about this dumb movie that no one's ever going to get <laughs> yeah, to see. That you literally cannot find. Right. And I suddenly remember that the the plot of the movie, like I kept forgetting that this is the plot of the movie, is he is a bounty hunter uh, named Kane. Yep, uh, yep. And Kane is hunting a serial killer that wears an S and M mask and makes cat noises when oh, he yeah. kills people. Yeah. Yep. And how does he kill people with kung fu? And how does this white man know kung fu? He learned it from his extremely racist stereotype of an Asian <laughs> butler, yeah. who is played by complete with mustache, played by a white man in a Fu Manchu mustache. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's insane. Yep. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it's so crazy. And I gotta say, the the bad guy was like, he was like, if he he felt like if if Dan Hadea had a a just like beefy kind of shitty brother who's not nearly as talented or scary as it. Like, when I yeah. think Dan Hedaya, I think of like Blood Simple, uh-huh. where he's fucking terrifying. Yep. But this guy was like, if 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 uh, Dan Hedaya and Albert Brooks had a baby yes. and it just didn't incubate long enough, uh-huh. it would be this guy because he's just like. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without without sounding insensitive, but he's just like kind of like a squat, hairy, like yeah. stereotypical Jewish man. He's like sweaty and, uh, all the time. It's very weird. And, yeah, and, and he was yeah. he was it kind was... of like like a guy that escaped from cruising. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. He was very much escaped from cruising, mask and everything, and equally insensitive too. But yeah, he hisses at people. I think he says he has a line at one point where he says, "Uh." uh my strength, like my strength and speed, are are increasing to the point where even I, even I'm impressed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What the it's fuck are you so doing? So insane. Did you do enough? Did you do enough jeans karate to oh, determine that? God, did I love that? But this is the kind of stuff that makes X Fest yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted you to re- see these things that are so strange. Yeah, I, so odd. Like Wonder Woman was one of the oddest movies I've ever With seen. With a young Sid Haig, yeah. who looks like who, a Sasha Baron Cohen character, and is taking that movie way more seriously than I've ever seen someone That's why take he's good. a movie like that. He, he was, was great. So good in that. He movie. was great in it. With the uh, with the uh, the. Uh, 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 engine rickshaw chase yeah, scene yeah, that, that had three seconds of looped music yes. for what, like forty-eight yeah. minutes. Yeah, And they have caulking guns that have been spray painted black to represent machine, machine guns. guns, and then they just put uh, flare effects. Yeah. So it's insane. It was crazy. Mu- uh, muzzle flare. The only other thing I wanted to bring up was Johnny Firecloud. I was going to say that the only movie that's left is yeah. probably my favorite movie, which was the Native American exploitation. Yeah, yeah. Tri- tribe. Exploitation is what I've been coming to call it. You know, yeah. That's funny. Uh, the only, if you guys actually want to talk about the movie, feel free because I just want to say one thing about it. It has my. I think what is going to go down is the best line in any movie. It's a dual line it, it back to back ever. Movie, yeah. Wait, really? 
Okay, so the first line was when the guy was like, Johnny Firecloud, one of these days I'm going to kill you. And the cop's like, no, 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 no. You're, nobody's killing anybody. Can you imagine the paperwork? And oh, the guy yeah. says, well, you better sharpen a lot of pencils because I'm coming for it. <laughs> Something like right, that, but yeah. it was sharpen a lot. And then... Yeah, the next line, my favorite thing is, one of these days, you and me are going to tangle assholes. <laughs> That's the best thing anyone's ever said. That in a movie. has even more prescience when you find out later that the sheriff is struggling with his yes. hidden homosexuality. Yes. Which oh. that's that's what I loved about that movie is that it ends up yeah. being sneakily progressive yes. because the story is a a an white Italian baron, American man, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Javier Bardem, and yeah. uh, and Ian McShane's child that was incubated in Taylor Negron's womb <laughs> stars in this movie, <laughs> yep. and uh, it's it's essentially a prequel to No Country for Old Men because he turns <laughs> yep. into Anton Sugar, yep. but no, he's uh, Johnny Firecloud is a is a American Indian in a town that. Uh, they used to be the prominent uh, people there, yes. but it has been taken over by an evil white rancher mm-hmm. who has his fingers in every aspect of this society. And uh, Johnny Firecloud is at the butt end of this yep. and uh, needs to get revenge when they hang his grandfather or mm-hmm. father or whatever it is. But at the same time, the one man on his side is the sheriff who's being held down by the rancher who knows that he's a homosexual and He's ashamed of it because yep. it's a, and so he's now become bonded with Johnny Firecloud. Mm-hmm. It's kind of impressive, yeah, okay, because because then... Johnny Firecloud shares with him a shame, right? Like at the beginning of the movie, Johnny seems to be trying to run away from his heritage. Yes, uh, so they share this sort of shame about who they are, uh, and only to then share the fact that oh, we actually just realized we're not ashamed of who we are. Mm. These people have made us feel ashamed. And then it they're becomes... Ashamed. They're afraid of who we exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. And it beco- then it becomes the vengeance exploitation movie that we all love and to see. And people get scalped. Yeah. Yeah, a guy gets scalped. It's all just a very stereotyped Indian way. Oh, a sack of, of snakes sack on the head. Of snakes <laughs> over the head. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy Johnny Firecloud. I thought it was fun. But that is the greatest line I've ever heard in a movie. One of these days, you and me are going to tangle assholes. That is bet. Oh, that is so the funny. The sheriff should have said, on my grave. promise? I just, yeah, I just don't know what that means. I have no what? concept of what, what that could possibly be. It's just one of the, but you know what, that's another thing that's key with exploitation films yeah. is that people make, like, snappy-sounding lines yes. that, when thought about, make no sense. None at all. But luckily, they say it, and then someone's head explodes, so you don't think yeah, about it. Yeah, you don't think about but it like, at all. like, a really obvious dummy gets run over by a train, so you just move on. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful stuff. It was really enjoyable. I'm definitely going next year. I thought that was like so fun. Yeah. I might even go uh, on Sunday to see the... Um, no, what I is, will be unable I'm to go. be there. What is it, that called? What's the company? Um, um, uh, oh, Capital? Reanimator. No. Um, right. It's Reanimator. It's it's a lot of the Stuart Gordon it, stuff. It's but there's like a, a canon or something. But I've seen it like, you know, what... I haven't seen the documentary, obviously. I haven't yeah. seen... I've only seen, I've seen like four of those movies. I've only seen two of those movies, yeah. There's another one, The Eliminators, that's yeah. like a PG movie with everything in the kitchen sink that I can tell you I watched like in January and it's fantastic. Awesome. That's a, that's another thing that we should say about x oh, that's trailers. cool is that between each thing they show shorts and trailers yep. and they're like cool stuff. I uh, Which, you know, it's fun things. Let me say out loud to our listeners if any of them actually want to email us at some point, please do. I like two movie at gmail.com. If you have access to the movie called Flesh Gordon, 
I need to see that movie. Oh, that is easy. Is it you can find that? They showed it last year. Awesome. Okay. It's like a pretty accessible. Very. It's probably on Blu-ray. I'm sure. Cool. Because that was the greatest trailer. Empire Pictures. Empire Empire. Pictures. Yes. Uh, They're showing five Empire Picture movies this Sunday. uh, That I think I'm going to go see. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, Flesh Gordon looked to be the most incredible softcore porno ever made. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, It's got more special effects than maybe Captain America: Civil War, uh, and it is a softcore porn from the 70s that uh, the trailer ends with the amazing trailer guy line, not to be confused with the actual property, Flash Gordon. <laughs> uh, I fucking, okay, God, but do here's I want to see that. Do you have the balls for the 24-hour Halloween marathon? I probably don't, even though I wish no. I did. I, I just I have know the I balls, would sleep through a lot of it. But I don't have the energy. Yeah. Like a 24-hour t- horathon is a 12-hour horathon. Yeah. Because I will spend half of it asleep it's probably an eight-hour horror well, because you I'll could, spend four hours of it lamenting yeah. what I missed. Yeah, well, it would be too stressful it, for me to react. You could really knock it out, but then uh, the age, it's going to be you know, like a solid week of just getting back into the flow. I can't of do that. Yeah, I, I just I, it's an awesome event, from what I understand. I've yeah. not been, but uh, I, I don't, I no longer enjoy wasting a weekend with sleep. Yeah, because because I hate my job. So <laughs> I need to I need to use that as a tool to allow myself to enjoy my time off. And uh, when I'm tired, I am now a broken, miserable hag. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a bad news. Agreed. Um, yeah. I appreciate my job. If anyone that I, that I work with is listening, <laughs> I, I appreciate it and I will do my best. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh but uh, yeah, I fucking I loved X. Don't you doubt my work ethic? <laughs> that is not what he said off mic. That is not no. Oh, oh, that's not what I was doubting. We're gonna edit this in post. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant I doubt anybody's listening that you work with. <laughs> that was the only uh, actually, thing I was doubting. Actually, my my workplace has become movie movie fans. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I I was given a list of requests oh, by a coworker fantastic. the other day. Oh, so, so they're the ones. All yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it's just them. Yeah. Actually, no. To tell you the truth, uh, looking at our files, I yes, just want to yell we out are a, growing. Big, a big shout out to Japan. Yeah, what it is, what it is. Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah, we got dude. We have listeners all over the world, which is crazy. Jeez. And one of our major markets is, uh, but two major markets: Japan and China. Yep. Uh, listen, listen to our show a lot, um, which is very cool. Uh, email us at i like to movie at gmail Tell us That's where you're listening two. from and and why. Uh, why do you like us? Why? Uh, um, but uh, I don't know. You want to wrap this up? I think that was fun. Exude yeah. Films, a huge plug. Seriously, check them out online. Oh yeah, you'll find them. They do. Uh, they do some really awesome stuff. Yeah, in uh, check we out get just some their Facebook pages. Seems like to be their yes. main hub. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. We should get some. Of that. I bet we can get some. Of those I would guys love to get those guys on. And also, just gonna throw this out there: the the like other film podcast in Philadelphia, Cinepunks. Oh yeah, they've been kind to the us. The greatest and, dudes. Uh, we had them on the show once. To them and, and uh, uh, they're they're really cool. Yeah. So. Cinepunks is, is very well worth listening to. Yeah, definitely check their show. Does out. anyone have any recommendations that they would like to toss in terms of a I of a movie to see? Feel like I might end up recommending the same one you would probably recommend. All right, well then I will leave you to do that, All and right. I will throw this out there. Um, uh, you should check out. It's not out yet, but uh, I, I caught it last night. I'm still working on a review for it. But uh, there's a, a Showtime documentaries put out a movie called Wiener. And it mm. is a documentary about the uh, disgraced mayoral campaign of former Congressman Anthony Weiner, mm-hmm. who was recovering from a texting, a sexting, and tweeting of his bulge scandal that caused him to resign from Congress. And he began uh, the documentary began following him as he was repairing his image and running for mayor and doing very well. And then a second scandal erupts. And luckily for the filmmakers, they were right in the heat of it as it happened. 
So you get to watch this crumble. But the cool thing about it is the only talking head in the movie is Anthony Weiner speaking on it after the fact. Whoa. So you get this really wild, uh, just, it, it says a lot about, about you know, human relationships, our relationship with technology, um, the mentality of what it takes to be a politician, and just the business and the circus that is politics. And in a really legendary election year of just pure insanity, uh, it's it's kind of cool and it's kind of sobering. It's also very funny and endearing in a way, and it should be probably locally playing in Philly, I think, two weeks from now. Good. But uh, it, it's, it'll probably be available in streaming formats, uh, if not yesterday, tomorrow. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like one yeah. of those. Uh, Wiener, check it out. I, that sounds amazing. It's I really cool. want to see that. Um, Highly recommend. And for documentaries that, like, I always lament when a documentary, uh, a camera, the presence of the camera elicits artifice. Yeah. This is one where that is a very minimal concern. And awesome. that's cool. That is cool. You got anything, Kevin? Uh, I'll say, I guess, see Green Room again. I'm sure you guys have shouted at that before. So I, yeah. And I'll say, um, see Nice Guys. I saw Nice Guys next week, and I loved it. So, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was I'm so movie. excited for that. I'm so excited for that. Uh, I'm going to recommend, Dan, I think you even liked this more than I did, but I the the it has just stuck with me, and I can't stop thinking about it. High Rise. Yep, that was going to be my, I knew that yeah. was going to be your thing. Ben, ben Wheatley's new movie, High Rise. Uh, he made a couple movies Easy. I really like, Kill List and Sightseers. Um, I, Down I, Terrace, baby. That movie yeah, is Yeah, I've never seen that. Up. I got to see that. Oh, it's delicious. Ben Wheatley just grows on me the more of his movies I watch. This movie is so fucking dense that I... I I almost had to wrestle with it while watching it. So I, I we talked about it, yeah. and I loved it, and I talked myself up on it more just yeah. hearing another perspective. Of right? It. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I, I can't stop thinking about it. It, it, it is uh, as as dense and 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 um, complex as it is, uh, which which can be maybe. Uh, put a bit of a wall up between you and the movie, perhaps. I think it's intensely enjoyable. Though. I really enjoyed the shit out of this movie, and there it is so dense. That I just have not stopped thinking about it. And Clint Mansell's score it's, is like kind of oh, next level. What? It's unreal, okay. dude. You got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. This is what I said in my like three line review of it. I am I am happy and proud to say that the Kubrick torch has been passed to Ben Wheatley. Mm-hmm. To me, it's that fucking good. He's that fucking good. It's it's damn near perfect. High Rise is stellar. It, it's it is a wild movie, and I really recommend people Opens give it a look. Opens in Philly this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really worth checking out. Um, um, I'm a little conflicted on it, I would say, but it is worth checking out. You're supposed out. to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're oh, absolutely yeah. supposed oh, yeah. to be. It is brutal. Oh, yeah. There's nobody is spared, including not you, including in me. This movie. And it's, it's abrasive in that yep. way, but it's, it's weirdly warm. I, yes. I don't know. There's something about it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking Ben Wheatley just... Every one of his movies has at least one unforgettable image in it that dude i don't know what he does i don't know how he does it he finds ways to shoot things that i know i've seen people shoot a million times before and they just stick the fuck with me they do not go away there are images that like really bury themselves into you and that is that's impressive that is kubrick level that's why he's kubrick i mean this is you get the sense that every aspect um even deep into the frame is calculated mm-hmm. and important. Mm-hmm. And whether it is or not remains to be seen. Right. But I will watch it over and over again until I figure Definitely it out. And it's, it's a movie that is so aggressive yeah. and so brutal that it shouldn't be so welcoming. Right. But it is. Yep. And, and it's, it demands to be wrestled with. And it demands yes. to be torn apart. And even if you hate it, taking it as just a visual pleasure yes. is, is just 
he's it's Kubrick. It, I'm, it's it, it's, it's a very sumptuous like movie experience. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of everything, a lot of bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, def- definite recommend. Um, anything else anybody can think of? Anything else anybody wants to throw out there? I'm working my way through Horace and Pete, and it's pretty soul crushing. I oh, love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. I'm two episodes in, and both of them, I was like, all right, I need to get a glass of water, and I need to sit on the toilet and just shit out my <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was like brutal, but but at the same time, it's like the best thing Alan Alda's ever done in his life. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's probably not true, but yeah. you know, it's it's awesome. Love it. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out too. Yep, 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 yep. I think that's all for me. Movie, movie, live June, June fifteenth to yes, be decided sir. upon at Philomoca. Five dollars. It's going Bob, to be Ghostbusters Ghost themed. Busters. And uh, I, I, you've probably heard we're pretty, uh, we're pretty against the pushback against Ghostbusters. So it's going to be very thematically oriented. Yes. Towards taking the piss out of out of the uh, the haters. Yes. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're we are excited for Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, just we do think that, then the movie's be... garbage. I, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I'll be fine with that because That's I fine. will have defended it on the stance that like you shouldn't shit on this just because there's ladies in it, and I think that is ultimately what it's all come down to. And fuck that. Isn't that really crazy that fuck that is what it's that. come down to? Fuck that. Every criticism I've heard with like, well, the trailer's not that funny. Well, okay, fine. Well, but I feel like deep down is just like it makes it makes my yeah. pee uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, tell me what it would look like if Len Wiseman directed it. Yeah, right. Or, you yeah, know, right? that would have been the it's, other. Uh, how many fucking now you see me too has a trailer that I'm sure everybody hates, but they're not talking about how much they hate it. Exactly, and they'll probably still go see that movie too. People you know like, what I mean? It raped my childhood. No, your childhood's over. Yeah, it can't be raped. Yeah. It's in the past. Yeah, relax. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. So yeah. yeah, we're fucking yes. Our show is going to be very much in support of Lady Ghostbusters uh, and themed around. Some I of can't the wait to take my eleven year old niece right? to see it, dude. And even if I hate it, it will foster this love within her for the Ghostbusters yes. that I have, and then we will share in it. Yes. and I'll show her the old ones and. She'll teach me new ways to love the new one that I'm not capable of. Yes. That's incredible. That's amazing. It'll be like when I took my... Uh, I went to... Uh, on Christmas, I went with my 12-year-old sister to see um, Star Wars Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh, like, fuck yeah. You know, I'm sitting there looking at her like, hey, what do you think of Rey? Yeah. Did you like Rey? And she's like... Eh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's female. how I felt about yeah. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That's great. By the way, did anybody, real quick, we'll get out of here on this and swing it right back around the Civil War. Anybody see the meme that was going around today? The switch faces? Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan yes. face swap, and you can't tell? I, 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 I heard being? there was a, face, uh, a fair amount of little fo- little photoshopping there? A little Even bit so. much. A little yeah. bit much. If you can sell me Alden, Ar- what is his name, Alden Aronson? Yeah, yeah. If you can sell me I'm, as I'm, him I'm, looking I'm like looking, a young, uh, would the twas so simple? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, if, yeah. If I could, uh, if you could sell me, and he's going to be a great Han Solo, I then you can sell me a Sebastian yeah. Stan. Yeah, yeah. That, did you see Hell Caesar yet? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is like. I love that scene. That was amazing. Yeah. What was the line that he eventually had when he couldn't do it, where it was just like, well, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like can't that. remember. It's so, yeah. God, that was great. Oh, you know what? Sorry. The one last Civil War please, thing. Please, please. Really quick please. piece. It's a podcast. It's allowed to be 10 hours have long. You guys n- have noticed? you guys noticed? Have you heard Joe Rogan? <laughs> have you guys noticed? I'm sure you've noticed. But I want to talk about that that effect at the beginning of the movie where Tony Stark looks like an 18-year-old, right? Mm. Uh, so we get Robert Downey Jr. as his teenage self, as we all recognize him from... What, less like, than zero. Yeah, less than zero, and and uh, weird science, right? So that's not... Dog the, pound. Just kidding. He was like <laughs> seven It's not the first time movie. Marvel's done this, right? Like, we had we had the young Steve Rogers who, where they do this incredible effect where he's, yep. like, really skinny and We had stuff, old right? Peggy Carter. We had old Peggy Carter. We also had young uh, Hank Pym. Oh, young yeah. Douglas, I forgot about right? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvel has, from pretty much the beginning of their cinematic universe, 
been slowly trying to perfect the technology so that they will never have to recast these characters. Oh, yeah. They are like trying to there's make a, sure uh, that a... Iron Man can always look like Robert Downey Jr. They've already done it. Um, I forget whether it was Iron Man 3 or Ultron. He was injured, yeah. and they just did a bunch of it with a digital face. Are you, seriously? Yeah, I forget which one it is, but one of them, they did a fair amount of it where they just wow. they just digi- they just digitally did it, you know, kind of put on... I mean, fuck, fucking Furious 7. It's not oh, I perfect. know, yeah. Hell, in Mission Impossible 5, yeah. there's the scene at the beginning oh, yeah. where, where he's strung up, and on the very big screen, you can see it, but those are not... Tom, I almost said Tom. Tom Green. They're, they're definitely not Tom Green's abs. They're yeah. not Tom Cruise's abs. It's a body double, and they put his face mm-hmm. on it. And frankly, you blink, you miss it. You yeah. cannot tell. I have heard there's a lot of uh, like people with contractual like CGI touch-ups to make them look better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, you know, stuff that we already have been just not noticing. For well, years. that's what I what I what is so interesting to me, and it just occurred to me as I was watching the movie the second time was like. These motherfuckers are setting themselves up so that they don't have to recast these people. Yep. If they wanted Just, to, they could make these movies forever with their visages as those characters. Yep. And they would and just Iron Man's be those easy because you just put them in the suit. Yeah, I, oh, Chris Scott will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a scene in Brooklyn that became a GIF file where uh, Saoirse Ronan has like kind of like puffy under her eyes, and she kind of turns to the side and turns back, and it's just magically gone. Whoa! And you don't notice. You know, it's a blink you miss it kind of thing, but it's very clear that someone was just like, we can clean that up. Um, but we just need her head to move real quick so that we can cover it. Oh. And uh, otherwise, it'll look painted over. Yeah. It was a gift file that went around, and it's just wild where it's like th- the same way that the stuntman started to die, yep. uh, the, the makeup person is going to start yeah. to die. Now, that's obviously never going to go it's away, and, and it'll come back. Thing. We'll yeah. have the Fury Road with mm-hmm. that, and you know, there's special effects makeup, but yep. you can clean it up. Yeah. It, it's wild. It's fucking wild. And that, that, I just When I had that thought, I was like, this is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could be in a movie, and I won't even know. Yeah. Well, no. You know what's scary but to this me? this is going to transcend porn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The second I can digitally create, you know, and make my own Kate Blanchett porn, uh-huh. I'm sorry, but uh, not leaving the house. <laughs> so- <laughs> they, they better have that tech. Now that we have 4K TVs, they yeah. really need to start investing Got to step in. it up. That's true. And uh, no no love lost to Kate Blanchett. That was probably horrible. I love I, I, I love You're, you're the best. She is Carol the best. ruled. Hey, Kate, shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to you. Definitely listening. Babe. All right, let's plug this thing up. They're going to fix Owen Wilson's nose like Ah, that. That's so funny. It'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be... How hilarious would it be if that was how they they sort of like advertise that technology to the world? Like, you know him as Owen Wilson. And then you just see a close-up of his face with the nose. And then it's like, look what we did in six seconds Uh, in a computer. This guy snaps his fingers and he's younger. And it'll just be called Just Me and Dupree. <laughs> and it'll just be their, their friendship. And one of the big physical gags will be how his nose turns out yeah, to be yeah, that way. Yeah, he'll get hit with a hockey yeah. puck, and they'll just be like, man, we have such fun together. I hope you never get married, and I have to move in. And they'll be like, that's what happens. That's totally what happens. I have a bad Owen Wilson. I want to get it. I want to get it so bad. Yeah, okay. It's pretty good. It's, eh, it's all right. I'm just a little drunk. That's really what it takes. <laughs> if you uh, take Luke Wilson and get him drunk, he's Owen Wilson. That's, that's a pretty good point. I like that. Good. Uh, and if you forget about him, he's Andrew he's Wilson. Yeah. Man, I was just trying to come up with the Andrew Wilson version of that joke. That is so good. Uh, let's plug this thing up. Let's do it. Yes, uh, yes, you yes. You can find our show on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's the number two. Or on Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. Uh, email us I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and a uh, comment in iTunes. We would love to hear from you. That also helps us. It makes us more apparent. Uh, and you guys can become a and larger what do you want community. Us to talk about? Yeah, tell us. 
What movies do you want to hear us talk about? We'll and talk we're about any start fucking movie. Calls soon, I think. Oh, too. that would be wonderful. I yeah. would love that. I would love to be able to do that. I think we can do that. We've done it. We've well, but I mean, like, it would be cool to take them like even kind of live on the air. Oh, if yeah, we, like, we tweet out, like, hey, we're recording. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I would love to do that kind of shit. We want to interact with you guys. Interact with us. Start feed us something. Give us something. Uh, and anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia. I review every movie I watch. Almost up to 300 reviews. I think uh, the, this will this review of Civil War will be 295 for me nice. in the last two years. Nice. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so someone please pay me for that. Uh, and, yeah, right? uh, uh, and you can uh, see me every Tuesday at Medusa Lounge doing some stand-up comedy every Tuesday night in Philly. I am at Dan Scully across all of the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. I think even Tumblr. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can check out Cinadelphia.com. We work closely with them, and I do some reviewing for them. You should also check yeah. out Cinepunks.com. We're going to be working with them more tightly Indeed. in the future. And um, I guess Letterboxd.com slash Dan Scully is uh, the easiest way to get the reviews that I that I do on my own accord and not, not connected to something else. And uh, I think that's it. Kev, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Thanks for letting me stop by being the amateur who doesn't know how to mic works. Oh, so, no, uh, you Apologies to you no, and apologies to anyone who I, I had to turn up their volume because I was all out and then I just screamed about Captain <laughs> America was, in their ear. That was so funny to but, me. Uh, was that, that caused, I don't know if you saw my face. It caused like a moment of panic in me. You were like, oh, which time? You don't need times. to worry about it. I am one of the hosts of this show, so that's a frequent occurrence because yes, I'm yeah. a loud man. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, th- that face is not meant to uh, insult anybody. That's just my computer brain going like, no, mm. yeah, mm. panicking over mm. uh, over the, what the audience hears. Whoa. I'm just making noises now. <laughs> Captain, Captain America. He didn't kick a man off the side of a boat in this movie. That's know, that's my problem. Fuck? You know what that's, the fuck? I did all this whining and crying, and really all I wanted to come here he, to say was he didn't kick he, a man off the side of a boat. Imagine he, if he, he kicked an a helicopter. Off the side. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what? You are right. You are right. Pretty true. That Pretty is true. true. You know what? Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> ten stars. <laughs> ten stars. Would uh, t- ten out of ten. Would would recommend. <laughs> would recommend. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Uh, all right, let's wrap let's this do up. It. For let's do good. it. Here we go. Here we go. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. Oh, my name is Kevin Kaler. <laughs> I like to movie movie. And we, we all know, know that, that you like, like to movie movie, movie because, because we like to movie. movie. We actually nailed the second part of that. We did. That pretty good. It was like yeah. in sync. I, I wanted to go for it. Like okay. the band. Oh, <laughs> oh, on that one, no, right? no. Delete. <laughs>